The Serious Side is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These council binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the same what I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in our class. Colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. School shootings are preventable if you know the signs. Learn more at sandyhookpromise.org. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder in Mississippi. Workers at a warehouse in Olive Branch, Mississippi, applauding as the first pallets of Moderna's newly authorized coronavirus vaccine head for shipping trucks. The trucks are to roll out today and doses of the Moderna vaccine expected to begin arriving at hospitals tomorrow morning. Moderna's vaccine, now the second vaccine alongside Pfizer's, to be distributed in the U.S. Residents who live in long-term care facilities around the country starting to receive coronavirus vaccinations. NPR Selena Simmons-Duffin reports on how the federal government is using CBS and Walgreens to reach this group. Residents of long-term care facilities have been really hard hit by the pandemic. They represent 6% of cases, but nearly 40% of deaths. And that's why CDC included them along with healthcare workers in the first phase of vaccine distribution. Rena Shaw is a vice president at Walgreens, which had providers giving the first shots at a few sites on Friday. Even as we're administering the vaccination, there are staff members that are cheering and celebrating for every dose administered to the residents. She says the full vaccination campaign kicks off on Monday at 800 long-term care facilities. There are an estimated 3 million long-term care residents across the country. 
Selena Simmons-Duffin, NPR News. Texas has the second highest death toll from the pandemic. The state this weekend topping 25,000 deaths from COVID-19. Cases still surging and hospitalizations are rising, but Texas Public Radio's Dominic Anthony Walsh reports the governor there says there will be no more business closures. Governor Greg Abbott has emphasized the gradual rollout of vaccines and the development of new treatments for COVID-19. He says there will be no statewide business closures, and Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued local governments that try to implement their own. But as Texas passes 25,000 deaths, the situation in hospitals continues to get worse. Of the state's approximately 7,800 staffed intensive care beds, only 1,200 are open as of Friday, according to federal data. More than 100 intensive care units are at or over capacity. Texas saw multiple records for daily confirmed cases in recent days, and nearly 10,000 people are hospitalized with the virus. British Health Minister Matt Hancock said today that tighter restrictions in London and Southeast England could stay in place for some time. The government has reversed plans to ease curbs for Christmas because of a new coronavirus strain that is said to be highly contagious. Well, one of the reasons that we brought in very strict travel restrictions saying you shouldn't leave a Tier 4 area, you should stay at home, is to try to prevent this from spreading across the rest of the country and indeed to other parts of the world that don't already have it. Germany and France reported to be considering limiting flights from the UK. Belgium and the Netherlands started banning flights today. This is NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. It's a widely known fact that the voting rolls are packed with people who are not lawfully eligible to vote, including those who are deceased, have moved out of their state, and even are non-citizens of our country. Beyond this, the records are riddled with errors, wrong addresses, duplicate entries, and many other issues. Sandra, you didn't, you didn't flinch. I take it that Dr. Chester has a good touch. She has a good touch, and it didn't feel any different from taking any other vaccine. We want to turn now to a disturbing story. Police officers raiding the wrong home and handcuffing an innocent woman. It was first reported by Dave Savini of our CBS Chicago station, WBBM, and contains graphic video that the city did not want anyone to see. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much, and welcome in, folks. Today is December 20th, 2020, and five days before Christmas, mind you. And uh, here are the topics that we will be discussing this morning on the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. 
Martial law? According to reports, this past Friday, President Trump talked about the possibility of declaring martial law in the use of the military to overturn and conduct a re-election vote in four battleground states that he lost. Yes, this is really happening in the United States of America. Unbelievable. The beginning of the end this week, we saw healthcare workers, residents of nursing homes, receive the first doses of COVID-19 in the U.S., But as usual, the Trump administration has found a way to botch the initial rollouts of these vaccines. Talking about incompetence at the highest level. Ridiculous. Last but certainly not least, wrong place at the wrong time. Again, you know, stop us if you've heard this before. The police, while executing a search warrant, entered the wrong home of a female occupant. Sounds familiar? Only this time, the mayor's black the city's mayor, the, the, I'm sorry, this time the mayor's black mayor, the city's black mayor, may have played a role in trying to suppress this information from being released to the public. Say that fast three times. All right, so you know me, I never share the stage by myself. I share the stage with some of the very best in the business, and I'm always consider myself blessed and privileged to share the stage with these beautiful people. First up, she's my big sis. I love her to death. She's the one, in my opinion, one of the best in the world. And one of the things I will say about her is this. She hangs out with Trump voters. She watches CNN and MSNBC. And every now and then, Fox News, so you don't have to. The one and only Miss Vanessa Mae Bell is here. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning, sweet love. How are you this morning? I am doing outstanding. A lot to talk about. Wow. Just a lot to talk about. I'm just, wow. I'm I'm touched. I'm touched because we have a lot to get into, and I'm touched because, once again, listeners are tuning in to what we have to say. It's just a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, my love, for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. The man who I call the educator brother. My brother from another mother, holding it down in North Kakalaki, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Man, what's going on, John? How you doing this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am truly blessed, uh, thankful for God's grace and mercy and his opportunity to be a part of this broadcast as, as usual. Uh, certainly for those who have been placed into my life uh, through this particular form and venue, uh, Miss Vanessa, Les, uh, Mr. Jerome, and Dr. Williams, and for all of those who get an opportunity to allow us and invite us into their homes, I am just extremely thankful and, bl- and blessed. And like I say, looking forward to this week's topics. Uh, it's a lot going on. Our national defense is at risk, and certainly, Jay, as usual, you are more than informed and have gotten some uh, excellent topics of discussion this morning. So, again, thank you, my brother, and love you. Hey, man, love you, too. Don't get mushy, man. You're trying to make me get all mushy. I'm a, I'm a man, Johnny. I'm a man. Grr. All right. The other brother from another mother, the man who really is the boss, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, man? How you doing this morning? Uh, good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Marianne Music. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Miss Sister. Good morning, Hawk. And good morning, Jerome and Spree, my brothers. 
Mr. Elias is Clued Momo B and Rich Sister. He is, you know, you're turning the show into a super spreader event, Mr. Elias, with all this kissing that you're throwing around and nobody wants that stuff. I'm, Keep it to yourself. I'm Keep it to love. yourself. I'm spreading love. I'm spreading love. <laughs> love. All right, virtual all. kisses are allowed. Thank you so much, my man. All right, the number is 347 850 347-850-1272. You can hang out with us in the World Famous Chat Room. You can hang out on the media, on the social media sites that we monitor throughout the throughout the show. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you, whether you call in live or if you communicate with us through those other mediums. We're just glad that you are in the house. And if you are listening tape delayed or listening at your leisure, that's a beautiful thing as well. We can't wait until you come and join us uh, live uh, one day. But that's okay. Whatever your schedule allows, as long as you get the information, I think that's the most important thing. Once again, we appreciate you. 347-850-1272. We have a lot to get into. So without any further ado, let's get this thing started right now. This may be the most important speech I've ever made. Trump attached great importance to a 46-minute address posted to social media on Wednesday. The U.S. president named a list of unsubstantiated claims that the November elections were undemocratic. It's a widely known fact that the voting rolls are packed with people who are not lawfully eligible to vote, including those who are deceased, have moved out of their state, and even our non-citizens of our country. Beyond this, the records are riddled with errors, wrong addresses, duplicate entries, and many other issues. Attorney General William Barr said on Tuesday the Justice Department had found no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Barr is the latest member of the White House and the closest to Trump to come out against the claims. But claims of voter fraud are growing outside the president's administration. General Michael Flynn, his former national security advisor, shared a press release on Twitter. It was from We the People Convention, an Ohio-based nonprofit, announcing they took out a full-page ad in the Washington Post. They urged Trump to declare a limited form of martial law and temporarily suspend the Constitution and civilian control of the elections. They say it'd be for the sole purpose of having the military oversee a national re-vote. Michael Flynn was pardoned by President Trump last week. He was facing charges for lying to the FBI. ABC News and the New York Times reported earlier this week Trump was also looking at pardoning three of his children, his son-in-law Jared Kushner and his lawyer Rudy Giuliani. this past Friday, the president, meeting with uh, officials at the White House, tossed around the idea of implementing martial law and to rerun the elections. And as a person that served in the military, which I'm so embarrassed right now, because one of the people, matter of fact, the main person who threw this idea in his head was a retired Army general. Unbelievable. Let's start right there. Mr. L.E.S., man, can you believe this, man? I mean, you know, we talk, we've been talking about this guy for the past four years, right? And, and, you know, every time you think you've talked about or said something that make you, makes you go, hmm, you're scratching your head, once again, here we go. So my question is, 
what the hell is going on that this guy is he does not want to leave that White House and he is doing everything in his power to take care of him, himself and him. You know, me, myself and I, but him, himself and him in this case. Mr. Elias, man, talk to me. Why is this happening, man? And why are Americans standing idly by and watching this nonsense take place in supposedly the greatest country in the world? Well, he don't want to, Jay, come on. He's facing jail time, man. He's facing charges. But do you think he's going to go to jail for real? Uh, Honestly, he could. He could. He could go to, he could go. I mean, because New York ain't letting up on him, man. So, I mean, it's different in the state than it is the federal. So, um, and plus, you know, man, he, he's a narcissist, more, first and foremost. So he doesn't want people to think that he lost to Joe Biden. You know, hell, his ego is on the line. I lost to Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe is what he called him. But what does that make you? You know, and man, it, 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 it's just unbelievable that people are still out here protecting him and talking about he didn't win. And and, and I ask, I ask the same same people. Well, how did the senators in the same states that he lost in win the election? If, if I was going, if, I, if I'm a Democrat and I was stealing the vote, I'm not going to steal a vote just for the presidency. I'm going to steal it for the Senate too. That way, I'm done with it. I got control of it all. So why why is that why why did the senators win in such states like Mitch McConnell won in Kentucky? He went handily. Uh, Lindsey Graham he won South Carolina. Why did he win there? And you know it it, it, it it makes absolutely no sense at all. If I was going to steal a vote, if I was going to uh, do some some stuff and with, with the votes, I would I, they would those those would have been two people. I'd have got up out of there. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham they'd have been gone. They would have been gone. It wouldn't even have been a thought about it. So, look, let's just be honest. This dude's a narcissist, you know, you know and he feels that he's going to, and, and, and he's partnered his children. What does he partner his children and Rudy Giuliani for and his son-in-law? What is he partnering them for? Please tell me. What, what laws did they break that he's partnering them for? What does that tell you about him? So, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not surprised. Am I shocked? No. I'm not shocked or surprised, uh, you know. You're not. Hold up, hold up. You're, you're saying you're not. You're not the least bit shocked no. about the fact that he's talking about martial mm-hmm. law, Mister Elias. Listen, martial law. Okay, no. that's huge. No. And you're no, not surprised. Oh shocked. boy. No, no, I'm not. No, I mean, think about uh, uh, all the uh, stuff he's done. What has he? What, what has no. he done in his presidency? I'm not shocked mm. or surprised. It's just like, oh, well, there's another, throw another log on the fire because this is what this guy does, man. I'm not shocked when well, you Well, that's just, well, yeah, I, I'm a little shocked. I mean, I am. I'm a little yeah. shocked. We're talking, I, I get, listen, I think I'm shocked because that there are people that are supposed to be smart and adults, Vanessa, that's in this room that are actually going along with him. This is why I am shocked. The fact that no one is standing up and saying, hey, fool, you, listen, what are you doing to this country? <laughs> did, the, did the Republicans say anything? Like to, when, when Joe Biden won, did they say anything? Yeah. You, 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 like, they, they did not say a word to say congratulations to Joe Biden. They called him on the phone privately and told him that. But in public, they didn't tell him nothing. Are you surprised? 
Vanessa, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Vanessa. What about you? Okay, so before I forget one of the thoughts I had, let's to answer what you said, why Jared Kushner? I'm going to pardon Jared Kushner because Jared Kushner uh, opened up a charity and was funding yeah. some of uh, his... his uh, she, he opened up a shell company. A shell company. Uh-huh. Yeah, you saw yeah. that, Jay? So he opened yeah, up yeah, a yeah, shell company. Mm-hmm. Huh? I saw, I so saw that, too. Yeah, I saw that he did that. But that's the reason why that he's pardoning him. Because he's going to get money for that. So... Well, what about, the, what about his kids, though? His kids and Rudy but Giuliani. He, Around them. <laughs> it is. Wow. And it wasn't Jeez. one. 
It wasn't one either. It's it was sometimes everywhere with Christmas lights. It's like it was a theme in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, you know, it, it, you have to laugh. I want to get a military man's perspective on this, Johnny. You know, the fact that this guy is talking about, you know, uh, uh, implementing uh, martial law, man, to rerun the elections. You know, they were talking to Steve Scalise, uh, Scalise uh, the uh, representative from, uh, I think he's the majority uh, whip in Congress. And this guy, you know, remember him. This is the guy who got shot and damn near died. Uh, on a uh, baseball when they were at baseball practice a few years back, mm-hmm. um, and he's still. T- it's like you know. It's like when something happens to you and you get that close to death. It seems to me that you should have some type of epiphany, or you should wake up and say, "Okay, you know what? I need to change the way I'm doing business." And they interviewed Steve Scalise on one of this. On the matter of fact, on Fox News, Chris Wallace asking him, "Do you honestly believe this nonsense?" And he wouldn't come out and den- he wouldn't denounce it. You damn near died, man, for this not for for, for for this silliness, and you still running around here doing this stuff. It's like they don't give a damn. So Johnny, man, back to you. This whole thing about martial law, man, from a former retired military uh, army general. I mean, what say you, man, in regards to this? Oh my goodness, unbelievable. Well, well, clearly, clearly, this—you know—the the credibility of, of Michael Flynn is, is is diminished. I mean, this is basically a convicted felon, um, and that's not to say that all convicted felons' words should not be taken. But this person has proven to be a liar, okay, and that's why he was sentenced um, and convicted federally uh, because of his 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 lie, his deception. He's a Trump loyalist, so. There, there should be no one that's surprised at the mere fact that uh, he came out to invoke this, this school of thought. And then when you've got those other reprobates like Steve Miller that's still promoting this and, and um, uh, what's the other clown's name that, that's up there that's acting as his attorney now. Um, I, I'd like to say just, just the whole entire group. Is, is, well, take your pick, Rudy Giuliani, you know, you know uh, yeah, uh, Mike Pompeo, just a, yeah. a list of, you know, Barr, take your pick, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole group is just clowns. You know, th- this is clearly a, 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 a desperate uh, person here. I mean, th- this guy is, he has gone beyond the fact of trying to extort the American public in regards to funds. Uh, clearly, his motivation is enriching himself, empowering himself, and being some demagogue. But but let, let, let's just really, let's just really talk about the seriousness of this here. Yes, it's true what Michael Flynn say on 68 different occasions that there that martial law has been invoked. But you're talking about incidents such as you know uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor, and I'm not advocating the fact of the internment of. Uh, the Japanese Americans at that time, but I think people will, will 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 see some parallels in regards to a potential internal threat. And then you're talking about you know 911, and 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 of course you know uh, wires happening and some other things. So these are these are examples of of what you would, would you know in, indicate would be uh, incidents where they were more viable than. Election fraud. You know, if you look at the, the, the parallels in regards to how you can initiate martial law, he's way outside the scope of, of law. He's way outside the scope of the Constitution, but that's what he does. You know, you're talking about rebellion, 
about you're talking about wartime and, and, and any type of civil unrest. Now let's not let's not uh, forget about the fact that this summer, you know, where he deployed the National Guard in the District of of, of, of Columbia to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in 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 protest of, uh, or in opposition of those that was protesting for uh, George Floyd. So, I mean, this guy has clearly, uh, you know, developed an appetite for, for debauchery and foolishness. And, you know, it, it's shameless for all of those individuals who call themselves Americans, and they, they walk around as red, white, and blue, and they carry these humongous flags only to, to follow a person who is really a Russian operative, okay? That's what he is. And, you know, to set back and, and be talking about the existence of martial law because of, quote, unquote, a rigged election, you know, you know, th- th- thank goodness for people like Mitt Romney and, and uh, you know, individuals like that who, who at least stand some moral ground and say, you know what, this is foolishness. And, and then, of course, uh, his, his former... Um, a guy who he fired with with the uh, with that was running his cyber department. You know, at least you got some people who are credible enough to come out and say, you know, we we we've exceeded beyond where where we at. So, you know, there, there's no constitution. There's nothing that constitutes the need for martial law. This guy is is a criminal. He's a reprobate, and he's just trying to get out in front. His kids are criminals. I mean, as 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 Miss Vanessa indicated earlier, you know, here it is. They 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 got these hedge funds and stuff where they hide money. I mean, this right here is is the most. Uh, it's the most vile time in American history, and the scholars will study this period forever. And then for those individuals who have supported this foolishness and this debauchery, they probably will never be shamed of themselves simply because they, they, they have no honor and no integrity. But this will go down as the worst time in American history when you look at the loss of lives of people with COVID, and it, it did not have to be, okay? And now you've got individuals trying to champion like this guy. Is, is, is the cause and effect of, uh, you know, the vaccines coming online. No, he is just the opposite. So don't give him and his administration any credit because, remember, this is the one who lied about it. This was the one who talked about it would be over with an April. This one who talked about it was no worse than the flu. So let's not give him credit. And, you know, I applaud the, those, those those foreign citizens um, who are heading up Moderna and Pfizer, all of these individuals who are immigrants from other countries who, who have come in and stood the forefront, the African-American sister who is, is head in front of leading the vaccine charges, you know, all of these individuals who he, who he set back and he degraded, these are the ones that's the forefront. So don't give him any credit for this right here of the vaccine. So let let his, his four years in office be that in which it was of shameful, disgraceful portion of American history. He is a fool. And I am I, I will be so thankful when when this period Ooh, is over. Drop the mic. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Drop the mic. I had to lean over there and ask Bobby what some of that stuff meant. Johnny Dean, when you get through talking about Trump, it is just nothing else you can say about that man. When you get through talking about him and name calling him, it is hilarious. I'm over there screaming every Sunday when you do that. He is busy as that. He's a reprobate. He is. 
Lord. <laughs> you sound like Snoop Dogg when uh, Nate Robinson got knocked out. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. In this week's edition of Informative or Less, something that you need to know. Uh, we're starting. Uh, the, this is part one of a three-part series that will feature uh, the city of Gary, Indiana. Now, I know you guys are wondering, do we really need to know this? Well, yeah, because Gary, Indiana was once one of the most bustling metropolises in the Midwest, and now it is just a figment of, I mean, it's just, it's a shame. It, it really is. And, you know, and, and I don't know if anyone will hear this broadcast, Gary, Indiana, and I hope that someone listens to this because that's where everybody, that's Michael Jackson's hometown. That's what, it's known for that. But I'm here to tell you that uh, it's a shell of what it once was. And so, you know, if, if a couple of brothers that's from Gary, Indiana, can't do something to try to, you know, um, show the world, you know, what, what this great city once was, and hopefully try to shed some light and bring something to it that no one else will. So it's time for this week's edition of Informing This Less Something That You Need to Know, part one of a three-part series featuring Gary, Indiana. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. I've been here ever since. So I grew up right here in, in the city. I can just remember as a, a child when downtown was just thriving. We had all of the major stores. We thought they were major. Broadway was just full of life from downtown all the way through uh, Glen Park. Things were just vibrant. We had eight high schools at that time, high schools. And all of the schools were, were growing and serving the, the, the various communities. We had parks that were open. We had churches that were vibrant. Gary was just a, a robust place, and everybody was working. The quality of life in Gary was good. Progress was evident, and the promise of even more success seemed just around the corner. In reality, even in the early to mid-1900s, the city was challenged by racial segregation, political corruption, as well as pollution and labor disputes linked to its primary industry. I have lived in Gary pretty much my 50 years. Um, I love my city. I remember Gary at its best when we were growing up, when the downtown areas had all the Kreskis and Goldblatt's. We could go down to theaters, the Palace Theater. I mean, it was just so much to do. The shopping centers were there. And I remember just walking down uh, town with my sisters because we couldn't go alone. That's when Gary was at its best. I mean, it was just so much to do. You know, and, and then it was more family-oriented. You know, the families were together, and everybody helped each other and loved each other. That was Gary to me at its best. The religious community helped shape Gary's social and cultural tapestry. As people ventured to this burgeoning area to build their lives and raise their children, churches across many faiths began to pepper the city. Religion has always been an important part of Gary's social fabric. Even as early as 1906, Catholic parishes, Orthodox churches, and church-run schools helped immigrants preserve their culture and traditions. Later, Baptists, AME, non-denominational, and other churches would enable blacks to create and control their own religious practices. 
families and faith went hand in hand. Welcome back in 347 That's part one of a three-part series featuring Gary, Indiana. I want you guys to, you know, it's my city, and I want to make sure people understand exactly where I come from and what it's all about. Before we get back into it, let's get to the phone lines. Bring in Steve. Steve, good morning, man. What's going on? What's on your mind, brother? Yes, sir. Jay, good morning, everybody. I just martial law, just shocked Pentagon not cooperating with the Joe Biden's new administration. I've been telling yep. you guys, the David Rockefeller died two years ago, the elite or elderly. They said before they leave this earth, they want to see major change. This year is not a coincidence. Steve has never talked as many conspiracies as this year on this show. Never have I talked about so many conspiracies. Why? Look what the vaccine is doing. People are getting paralyzed in their face to the point they can't even close their eyes. I put a picture of it on Facebook. My family member all over this country, my family members are spreading that message. The vaccine is paralyzing people's faces to the point they can't even close their eyes to go to sleep at night. Steve, where, Steve least, where are you getting this information from, Steve? I, I mean, you, you know, you, okay, where, where are you getting this from? I tell you what, well, won't you hold on? And, and because some people, and some people, Jay, it's causing Bell's palsy, and some people it is. But, but see, Bell's but I palsy. think, but what I'm think what's happening, but see, that's isn't all. that what they're saying that's going to be a part of it? I mean, I don't know. Go, go ahead, see, finish your thought, man, because I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you. Hurry up, real quick, man, because I got to get somebody else in before we get to our next topic. Go ahead, brother, finish your thought. So, unfortunately, folks, the future is is going to be bleak. They want Democrats and Republicans. They want you guys to kill each other in the street over this election. George Floyd and and, and, and when the United Nations troops roll in, they're going to say, hey, black people, we understand George Floyd. We're not going to treat you like your local sheriffs have treated you over the years and shooting you unarmed. We're not going to do you like that. The United Nations military we're not going to do you like that but what we're not going to have is republicans and democrats killing each other in the street over this election but yeah the pentagon's not cooperating with the biden administration uh i do believe martial law or war with iran you can pick one or the other but the future is going to be bleak i think god is going to call me to preach his word until jesus returns and the good thing about the future when christ returns the bible says the brightness of his coming is going to destroy the wicked upon the earth. The brightness of Jesus coming is going to destroy the wicked all across the earth. They won't be able to contain the brightness of Christ's coming. That's the only positive thing about the future. I hate thinking about the future. I hate thinking about next year because it's going straight downhill because the leader getting elderly and they want to see major change upon this earth. But God bless you, brothers. You have a good Sunday. All right, man. That's Steve. Uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a routine. He's calling in every Sunday. You know, we want to hear from everybody. Let's get uh, Jackie in here. She goes on it before we get to our next topic. Good morning, Jackie. What's going on? How are you, sweetie? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? You're doing well, sweetheart. Yeah, what is on your I mind just, this morning? I just want to concur that I seem to believe Trump has really ran out of all his avenues. Because I, I believe he is looking at a jail sentence. You know, you something's going, to going jail? on where he's something. If not jail, something is going on where he ain't trying to leave that White House. Yeah. Something's going on. If yeah. not, I, and I believe one of them is a is a jail sentence. 
Putin probably not trying to touch him at this point, or no, or no other of his usual backup. They probably yeah. ain't trying to touch him at this point. And then, big shocker that people around him is trying to rally him because they don't want to lose their job. He go, they go. So, you know, so I I believe there's something going on where he ain't trying to deal with it, face it, you know. You know, yeah. money money can only help so much. Yep. Ain't going to help you when you're in jail. <laughs> That's what you you know you know it's gonna take a minute it's, it's something something then ran out some it, something then ran out on him his usual go to is no yeah. more whatever that is right. so he's, yeah, well, be, he's trying to do whatever yeah. he can in his power and I hope they don't well, allow him to do that well I hope not and we we definitely don't know what's happening with him it's just it's it's crazy uh that this man is trying to hold on to power you know the thing is in New yeah. York uh you know Letitia James has a civil suit going on but she said if we come across some some things that look a little shady we will you know exercise uh their right to pursue criminal um you know charges against this man thank you Jack don't go anywhere it's time for our second topic of the morning <laughs> You didn't, you didn't flinch. I take it that Dr. Chester has a good touch. She has a good touch, and it didn't feel any different from taking any other vaccine. Great. Dr. Chester, it all worked, the, the, uh, the kid from your end? Everything worked perfectly. Thank you. And you're feeling well? I'm Governor Coma. I'm feeling well. I would like to thank all the frontline workers, all my colleagues who've been doing a yeoman's job to fight this pandemic all over the world. I am hopeful, I feel hopeful today, I'm relieved, I feel like healing is coming. I hope this marks the beginning to the end of a very painful time in our history. I want to instill public confidence that the vaccine is safe. We're in a pandemic, and so we all need to do our part um, to put an end to the pandemic. And Okay, that was Sandra Lindsay. Uh, she's a nurse uh, out of New York, and it's believed that she is the first person or was the first person to receive the uh, COVID-19 vaccine here in the United States. You know, Vanessa, I couldn't wait to talk to you about this because I know that, you know, you're suffering from some uh, underlying conditions that makes that could make you susceptible to this virus. And, you know, we've had some emotional conversations on this show about this. So, you know, when you first saw this, you know, give me your thoughts. How are you feeling? And what do you think uh, as far as long-term, what does this do uh, for not only folks who could be possibly uh, exposed to COVID, but what do you think long-term? Uh, at some point in time, 
when do you think we will return back to normal? So give me your thoughts on, you know, what you were feeling when you were seeing these things and, you know, and give me, you know, your prognosis or your your future or whatever. What do you think is going to happen here in the next, you know, 10, you know, 18 months? You know, y'all know that I used to travel for a living, but this has right. really on a personal stopped me from doing a lot of things because with COVID, you just can't go into other countries. You can't cruise. You can't do a lot of stuff. But when I saw her take that shot, I I had a sigh of a little relief that there is help on the way. There are going to be uh, side effects. Some of these side effects with Pfizer, with Pfizer was not anticipated. Uh, I'm still leery about Pfizer. Just a conversation. Everybody's like, Pfizer's such good, blah, 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 blah. I'm waiting to see what McDermott's going to do because it is supposed to have less side effects on you. It doesn't have to stay frozen or at a certain temperature. I'm going to stick with Moderma. I don't care who got a doctor friend, nurse friend. I'm, until I see some different Pfizer has a few too many side effects and been the fact that I have every pre-existing condition you can think of. Bobby's already telling me, Vanessa, if you have to take Pfizer, make sure you tell your doctors that you are allergic to all of that stuff. You have to take the um, another shot, vaccine, really, before you're supposed to be able to get that shot for people like me with pre-existing conditions. And I had a side effect. I had an allergic reaction, and I'm still suffering with it with a spot on my back. So I'm very, very, very leery of Pfizer, but health is on the way. And people need to stop being afraid to take it, to do, because guess what? You're going to either take it or you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to get on certain airlines. You're not going to get on a cruise ship. So that means you're going to be traveling in your car. So all of these people who are like, I'm not going to take it, you know, I can be like, okay, don't take it. Save space so they can get to me so I can take it. And when I talked to my doctor and asked her, she said, Vanessa, you're going to have to wait. Because they got certain people they're going to get to. We haven't heard when it's going to get to CVS and Walgreens. But if you can choose, choose the one you feel comfortable with. So I don't know if you're going to have a choice. So I am going to wait and see because Moderna hits the streets tomorrow. And I am just waiting to see what the side effects are going to be with that one. Because the research that me and my friend have done. This one is better than Pfizer. And I don't care who Pfizer infected, what black people they had more. I don't care about that because that doesn't concern Vanessa. Vanessa got a lot of side effects that other the things that other black people don't even have. Like, I didn't even know I couldn't eat a jalapeno. If I do, my throat swells up and my lips swell up. So I just learned that a year and a half ago. So, it's, it's, so you know, I'm in a different boat. So I'm waiting to get shot number one because it takes two shots. So people at the sound of my voice, if y'all want to be like me and my husband and wait and let two, three million people get the shot and then get the second shot, then that's what you do. And that's what, by the time they get to me, people better get their second shot because it's 28 days or 30 days after. So, you know, I don't know. Well, I kind of don't have a choice but to take it. People said, I'm not going to take it. I kind of don't have a choice. Or I'm not going to be doing nothing but locked in the house. And I'm not going to do that. And I don't want to be around people that's not, don't have it. You know, 
my daughter's sitting back going, I'm going to wait and see what happened with you and daddy after a year. I'm like, see, that's why I'm spending all my money right now.
you know, um, National Guards going out buying these big refrigerants, but, you know, one or two degrees off can make a difference. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, like I say, God has placed his hands on this right here. And uh, regardless of what, what, what people think, or what people say, I don't know what your deity is and really don't care. But I, I will say this right here. When, when you look at the lack of leadership in a response and you even look at the numbers and how they elevate now, I'm a firm believer that this came at the right time because if not, if not, I, I, I think the Lord that, that I that I serve was saying, you know, y'all going to kill yourselves out. I mean, because you, you're not doing right. So let me touch this thing and get it more expedited because there was no scientist in September or October thought that December would be a time frame. Everybody was still talking about the first quarter of next year. And, and I just truly believe that this is this is some intervention from a higher being to say, if I don't, y'all going to kill yourselves out. And when you look at the trajectory of the uh, individuals being affected, I don't think anyone can argue that there's records being set every day in every state, every county. I mean, at some point, you don't even have hospital beds. So all, all of your surgeries that, that people are still having been impacted by, all of these things are being counseled. So the truth of the matter is, is, is you know, I am thankful that, that we at this point, this opportunity, and there's no way that, that I'm not going to be an advocate. There's no way that I, you know, again, I should probably get my, my vaccination within the next week and a half, two weeks, according to, to, to the governor's brief. And I'm looking forward to that opportunity. And I'm looking forward to many, many, many more people are benefiting from the vaccine. But let me ask you something, Johnny, because, you know, in all seriousness, do you understand why some African-Americans are looking at this thing differently? The fact that, oh, you know, we talked about on the show, you know, so it's like you're skeptical because you're thinking, well, you know, the government won't do that to us. Really? Yeah. You know, what's happening down at the yeah. border, yeah. how they sterilize some of those ladies, some of those women yeah, that they exactly. have locked up right now without exactly. them knowing it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, like I say, the, the concerns are real. I will never underestimate or underscore the, the the violations that you know this country and abroad has placed on minorities, in particular African Americans and, 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 and Black Americans who just so happen to live in in in, in America. Um, so it's real. But at some point, at some point, you've got to let your faith override everything. And you I, I, do, preach, I do believe it's right. Miss um, <laughs> <Ms>. Vanessa, <laughs> I tell you what. Now you know, Miss Vanessa. I'm, I'm gonna say this right here. I'm still chuckling over the fact of, of, of what you said about, about 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 your family. Now I'm still chuckling on that on that one right there. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> indeed. But yeah. you, you know, with with, with, with with the zip code matter. Yeah. And, and I, I, th- I think it was Lance or either Jerome said something about the zip code a couple of weeks ago. Folks, those mm-hmm. will matter. I mean, I remember t- about 20 years ago, the first time I went in the store, you know, I had gotten accustomed to people asking, okay, what's your phone number? And they said, okay, what's your zip code? I'm like, zip code? What in the world? Your zip code? That matters. That matters. So, yeah, it, it's real. And, and I, won't, I won't set back and suggest to African Americans or any minority, like I said, there's at least 50 young ladies that's in those ice camps that have been, you know, sterilized and, and will never give birth, okay? So it's still going on, and it's real. So I, I, I will not underscore any concerns that people have, but I'm just saying 
that that I'm faithful enough to believe that there's some interventions from 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 a higher being, and you know, line me up, sign me up. I'm ready to take my vaccination. What about you, Mr. Elias? What say you? Mm-mm, Mr. Elias well, got to talk. Not yet. <laughs> but what about you, Mr. Um, Elias? What say you? I'm, I'm like, I'm like Vanessa's daughter. I'm gonna wait and see what. <laughs> What happens to other people first, man? I'm sorry. Are you serious? I'm I'm going to wait. Come on. I am going to wait. Hey, speaking speaking of somebody who had bail policy before, hey, you know what? I I live with bail policy. And as you made jokes about me having bail policy, I know how you did not have to bring that up. You know what? You, you, You know, some things are left off the air, Mr. Elias. My goodness, man. Why don't you bring that up? Okay. Because Bell, I was Bell young then, Mr. Elias. Stop it. It's not me now. It's policy. when I was younger. Bell's palsy is no joke. So as being a person who had that, that that set off a red alarm for me. That that one that one definitely set off a red alarm for me. That's no so joke. So Les, I got mm-hmm. a question for Les. So Les, okay. the Moderna, which hits tomorrow, is and that's the one I've been. Tracking, 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 and my Republican friends have been tracking, tracking, and I'm listening to them because they got more time to track that stuff than me. And so, um, if they don't have as many side effects as the Pfizer, when people take their second dose of that, will that maybe change your thoughts on it then? As long as it's not waiting for the second and- dose to see what happens. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, oh, are you? <laughs> So you're waiting to what see do you what mean? Yeah. You're you got to take two shots. Right, exactly. Huh? My deal is this. I had Bell's palsy, Vanessa, and it wasn't fun. It was not fun to have, I mean, a whole, the left side of my face was paralyzed. And I, I it was not, a, it was not a fun fact. Trust me. Okay, I well, talk, you don't need to be I, looking at Pfizer at all. You need to stay completely away from Pfizer and start doing the research on Moderna and following it like I'm doing. That's why I said I'm going to wait, Vanessa. That's exactly why. And then Jason, oh, really? Oh, my God. Until you live with that stuff. No, 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 you're not going to do that. Yeah. No, 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 Miss Elias. How are we going to ever get past this? If we can't get people to, uh, to trust what's going on with the vaccine, people got to get vaccinated. And if everybody takes this approach, well, I'm going to wait and see what happens to somebody else. Nobody's going to get done. That's no different than somebody saying, well, my vote don't count. Always, uh, the state's going to change it, anyway. It, it Come is. on, man. It, it is. It is. It is. It's a lot different because I had, I had to deal with Bell's fault. I had to live with that. I did. But, I lived with that for almost a year. Okay. I had to take Jay, steroid shots Jay, in my face for Yes, yes, for that. Yes, for that. When you're not in that situation, when you're not in that situation, like me and Les, who get side effects from certain things, we have a right to be leery. Vanessa, like I get side effects. Vanessa. I get side effects on certain things. There's certain stuff I can't take. It'll close off my my passageway to breathe, which I did not know. So I mean, okay, I hear what so you're saying. Are you jumping to go take a Pfizer? A I am Pfizer going to take. I am, if, when the vaccine's available, I will take the vaccine. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what's going on with the botanist and, and and tell us what's going on because I I don't want to I don't want to know no. no. 
They go with Bell's Palsy okay. again, never again in this lifetime. I don't nope. need somebody else from another state to tell me because all I got to do is if what I did was call my own pulmonary doctor and my new primary care and ask them. And if you really want some information on it, your CVS pharmacy and Walgreens is the one that's going to have the test. And I don't even need to hear from somebody else because look at that news. They're telling you the side effects and stuff on the news and what's going on. So me, I might have to take Pfizer, but I swear before God I'm trying not to. I'm trying to wait to see tomorrow, next week, what's going to go on with Moderma, and then I can make a rational decision at that time with the side effects when I see. Because if regular people getting side effects, ain't no telling what it's going to do to me. And that's when I'm going to have to step in, Johnny D, with the Lord and say, God, you guide me to the vaccine that you want me to take. Hallelujah. Wow. You know what? That's a drop the mic moment right there. Hallelujah. All right. Coming up next, uh, we have more. Don't go anywhere. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. It's the serious side. Right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday. We'll talk to you on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. How you doing? Happy holidays. Well, oh, it's our end of the year clearance. Hey, my singing is like. Okay, it's our end of the year clearance sale going on now. You know, Christmas is in five days. If you really want to make someone happy, hmm, come see me. New Year's is in 12 days. Wouldn't it be nice to roll into 2021 in a new or pre-owned vehicle? Come see me, Nolita the Car Connect. You can reach out to me. Facebook, Instagram, Alita the Car Connect. And all I want for Christmas is Malibu. Gosh, wow. That, that, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. Wow. Okay, uh, yeah, all we want for Christmas is a Malibu. So check her out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Check her out at Bayway Chevrolet. Give them the information. One more time to sing in Car Connect. Oh, goodness. Wow. Right. Bayway Chevrolet, 5719 Broadway, Paraland, Texas. Or you can hit me on my cell phone, 832-991-0220. See you real soon. All right. So check her out. <laughs> Ask her to sing a song for you. Tell her you heard it here on the serious side, and uh, we'll see. Get in now. She can give you a good deal. Get in. Check it out. If you know anyone that's looking to buy a car, if you are listening from another place and you have a family member that needs a car in Texas, call them. Tell them to check her out. She'll take care of you. Girl, I'll talk to you, son, next week. You have a good one. You too, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
known fact that the voting rolls are packed with people who are not lawfully eligible to vote, including those who are deceased, have moved out of their state, and even are non-citizens of our country. Beyond this, the records are riddled with errors, wrong addresses, duplicate entries, and many other issues. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very 
is something that, uh, you know, we are appreciate. At least, look, I'm humbled by it, to be honest with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. And uh, we appreciate all you faithful listeners. And for you folks who have never touched base with us, that I know you listen every Sunday, you know, reach out. Say hello. We love to know folks who have been listening to the show for a long time. Every now and then someone will say, oh, I've been listening for four years. This is my first time commenting. You know, let us know who you are. We'd love to hear you and give you a shout out. Uh, once again, real quick before I get into this next topic, Christmas is right around the corner. Vanessa, have you done all your Christmas shopping? Are you ready? I'm going to be in Vegas, but you know, okay. Okay, well, there it is. All right, Johnny D. (laughs) This lady here, boy. Johnny D, man, you ready for for Christmas? You're done with you. Go ahead. Whatever. Whatever. Well, Jay, for me, the the right question would be be is is the wife ready for Christmas? Because I normally just render her my card and. And, 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 and get no change back. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he gets no change back. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so uh, <laughs> we'll ask Miss Hawkeye she's doing with that. What about you, Jerome, man? Uh, you, you sent out your uh, public enemy CDs to your friends uh, for Christmas, man. What you got going on? No, you know, as far as that's concerned, every day is Christmas. That's all I say about that. <laughs> <laughs> my, mother, my mother used to say that, Jerome. My mother used to say every day is Christmas, brother. But God, I can't worry about one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Miss Nellyass, man? Have you, uh, have you uh, fulfilled your Christmas duties as an uncle and all this other stuff? Oh, yeah, as much as I'm going to do. Yeah, my, my nieces and nephews have hit me up for college this year so much. Oh wow! I okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, got lit in your pocket. Okay. There it is. Uh, Christmas. Yeah. You know me. I'm going out today and try to pick something up for my girl. And uh, the other two, the big ones. Did you know. Did you say you're like going the... out today? She just told me, Vanessa. I didn't know what she wanted. She just told me. She didn't. She just told me. You know. Oh, so, okay. Hey, I'll go out okay, girlfriend, today and figure out. Young, a social worker, had just finished her shift at the hospital with 12 Chicago police officers raided her home. And it happened so fast, I didn't have time to put on clothes. She was completely naked, surrounded by all male officers. And I'm just standing there. I mean, terrified, humiliated. Young was handcuffed as the officers searched her home. If I had made one wrong move, I felt like they would have shot me. One police officer wraps a short coat around her shoulder, still leaving her front fully exposed. Young tells the Ray team at least 43 times they are in the wrong place. You got the wrong house! You got the wrong house! WBBM's investigation uncovered police got it wrong because they took the word of an informant who said a felon with a handgun lived in the apartment. So where was the target? Our investigation revealed he was awaiting trial on home confinement here at a different apartment in Anjanette Young's complex. How easy would it have been to locate him? 
Easy. Real easy. Because he was wearing a police tracking device. Police did eventually walk Young to a room so she could get dressed. It took more than 20 minutes for the officers to say this. We believe your story. Nearly two years after the ordeal, Young says she still hasn't been told if any of the officers involved have been disciplined. They need to do the work, but they need to do it right. Now, the city law department went to court to try to block our station from airing this video, but that judge ruled against them. Now, tonight, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot publicly apologized to Ms. Young and said she was appalled at what she saw and is recommending that the city settle that case. Ms. Young says what she wants is accountability, Nora. Incredibly appalling. Dave Savini, thank you very much. Now, since this video first surfaced, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is facing some intense pressure. Chicago's mayor forced to ramp up the damage control again after originally stating she first learned of the botched raid this week. In November of 19, this Ms. Young's case and others were lifted up to my attention. I don't have any contemporaneous recollection of this. Now tonight, Lightfoot unveiling another twist, dropping legal action against Young's attorney who released the video. Writing, I believe that we should give attorney Salter the benefit of the doubt that he did not appreciate that the court's confidentiality order continued in full force and effect. Without that video, the incident may have never come to life. As the outrage in Chicago continues to build over cries of injustice. So stop me if you've heard this story before. Police goes into a wrong apartment, once again harass the female occupant of the apartment, and uh, all's good. We made a mistake. That's the end of it. Now, when we heard the story the first time, I heard a situation similar to that. That female occupant, Brianna Taylor, was shot and killed. In this case, this woman was, was she stood up. She was naked, and they held her there as they went through the apartment. Now, listen to the incompetence of what we just heard. That once again, here's a situation where the guy was already the guy had already, he was under police surveillance, and they had a police tracker. So how how does this continue to happen? Let, let me start. Let me start this with you, Johnny. I mean, how does this happen? How can law enforcement be so incompetent, man? I mean, you would have to think that there have to be all different types of approvals before approvals before you can execute something like this. And here's a situation once again. All they had to do was say, hey. Where is this guy? Oh, well, we have a police uh, tracker. We can, we can go exactly to where he is. How do they not know this and break into this woman's apartment and then tell her 20 minutes after the fact, we believe your story? Are you kidding me? What say you? You know, Jay, it, it, it's been said time and time again, uh, there, there's no excuse for this here. Uh, when you are a trained professional, uh, you act accordingly. But let me tell you the, the the reality of it is. The reality of it is that oftentimes what you have is a person that has worked in the mini mart, and they go to the, the academy, and they are then sworn in as law enforcement officials. But yet they're still not appropriately trained to get out there and enforce the laws. Now that's that's absolutely no excuse in regards to your degree of responsibility. So I'm, 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 I'm going to, you know, not um, basically, uh, you know, 
su- support the incompetence that goes along with, with, with the badge and the responsibilities because these things should not happen, but unfortunately it's happening more and more. Um, there is a degree of, of, of training that all officials go through that you should be able to go out and perform your duties. And clearly in this case, that didn't happen. Uh, so there is a training gap. Uh, there is, there's people who just not committed to, to their oath and badge. Um, i tell you another thing that, that really is surprising is the fact that you have 12 officers on, on a task force and none are females. Uh, in today's law enforcement and corrections community, the diversity uh, of, of, of those agencies are, you know, are, are certainly paramount um, in regards to the level of efficiency and performance. So that, that in and of itself was surprising. And then you look at the length of time in which uh, this is taken. Uh, the, the, the young lady, uh, Miss Young, who is a social worker, so she is either a county or a state employee herself, um, or city employee herself, you know, uh, of 20 years, this incident happened in February 2019. Now, now of course, at that point in time, you know, uh, Mayor Lightfoot was not in office, but, but certainly when she was um, in, inducted uh, in, in May of 2019, that something of this magnitude was certainly brought upon her because there, there was uh, requests, uh, and eventually the young lady according to reports, had to, to file a, a, a media release um, and go through the court systems uh, you know, for public information. And that's how the video came out. So there's no way that, that the mayor did not know. But, but more importantly, uh, whomever supervised that task force or that squad that entered that residence that day, all of those individuals have never been suspended or they're still working. So clearly there was some misconduct. You know, there, there is a degree of sensitivity that you put on all aspects of it. You know, whether the person was male or female, the reality of it is you owe it not only to, to the citizen or the subject that you may be arrested. And in this case, it, it was it was the wrong resident. But then also the sensitivity of, 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 of the officers that initiate the warrant. So a lot of things have gone wrong in this. Uh, I had an opportunity to see an interview that was conducted in, in, in the mayor. And I got to say, I, I was disappointed for a person who ran on, you know, the bounds of corruption. But let, let's not mistake this here. A year into her into her uh, term as mayor, there's no way that she can uncover the 100 plus years of corruption from the Chicago PD. Now, that's not all, all the individuals who are corrupted, but it is it is clearly internal lies within that agency in the systemic so it is a it is a corrupt culture that after a year as mayor you're not going to interrupt that she's probably just now uh, getting names on her desk of individuals that she needs to target so the truth of the matter is is that uh, I, I don't fault her for, for, for not being able to make immediate uh, amends to, to that agency but something of this magnitude you know something of this high profile, you know, I live by by the owners. Take care of first things first, and something that would cause shame and disgrace not only to the people that you serve, but to your agency. You go ahead and deal with this, but you got to do something. And to think that each one of those those twelve officers, no one was disciplined, uh, to my knowledge. Now, of course, I maybe yeah. maybe I might no, be uh, not reading all the sources, but to think that no one was disciplined and no one was fired is appalling because. 
Again, yeah. this young lady and her attorney has been seeking opportunities to get this release and get this resolved for almost mm. two years. And again, you're talking yeah. about either a county or a city employee, and that makes it uh, not necessarily any more egregious, but that puts it yeah. forefront in, in your eyes where you basically are, are not protecting yeah. another city worker. And that's shameless. So, again, you know, yeah. thumbs down to the mayor on that. But then again, I do understand that she's dealing with with, with, with 100 plus years of, of co- corruption and yeah. a culture that she's not going to get. Uh, she's not going to be able to address in, in, in one year, let alone probably yeah. her, her four year term. Yeah, but but she said something though that uh, you know, but she knew. I mean, you know, and the fact that you know this was recent where where they try to suppress this information. So yeah, thumbs down, two thumbs down for the mayor on this. And let me let me hear from you, Jerome, on this. Um, you know, once again, it, I talked about it at the top of the hit. How we've heard this story before. We can even go back to what happened in Dallas when the young lady claimed that she walked into the wrong apartment and shot, you know, a young man on the couch eating ice cream. It's like they do these things. And now in that case, she was convicted. But the bottom line is is that these cops can make mistakes and and do all what they can do, and they'll get away with it. And, And it's unbelievable the fact that a female black mayor of a major city According to reports, was involved in trying to suppress this information. First, she said she didn't know anything about it until this, until you know last week. But then, you know, sources say that's not true. What say you, man, in regards to what happened in Chicago? I don't know. You, I mean, you have to expect politicians to be politicians. I don't know if. But she's um, black, Jerome. I mean, you know, you get people. You know, you want us. The the beautiful thing about us being in power is that. Jerome, the beautiful thing about us being in power, man, is that we have to be able to provide shields for stuff like this. We we have to be able – our people have been mistreated too dang all along. I'm not saying break the law, but god dang it, at least watch out for us. Jesus. Well, right, but I'm saying – shoot, Obama's sitting there talking about – I don't mean to bring him into this, but he's talking about we need to change the words of whatever because it makes white folks uncomfortable. Like – Politicians are politicians. Like, what is the greater good of a politician, right? Is to keep order or to keep everybody calm or to maintain status quo. A lot of times. I mean, that's what it is. That's what the job is. You don't understand what the job is. Don't go for it. But the job is that. So, of course, the, the mayor is going to protect the city, even though they know what they're doing is wrong. But if we, if we want to deal with this from a... I mean, and that's from the mayor's point of view. So... I'm only saying that that is the job. I think the mayor is going to to do what they need to do to keep um, keep everything calm. Now, I'm not saying behind the scenes that that she couldn't went ahead and fired those officers. Like that's what I would have done. She should have had some decisive action to actually help and make the city settle the case with her, opposed to dragging it on. But we need to understand this that our being shocked at this stuff happening needs to just go away. Because the pathology of white folks and especially white police officers or black police officers as far as that's concerned, there is something that needs to be done to change their the way they police. Because this is not the military. You're not playing, you know, um, some old military game with ordinary citizens. Citizens are not your enemy. It's not you against the rest of the world. They, these are supposed to be people you're supposed to protect. 
And so since the police department came out of, um, you know, directly out of slavery, out of people's um, slave catcher, is how policing actually evolved in this country. That's where it came from. We need to change the mentality of the police department. So we keep taking the burden off of them. Can't blame the mayor for covering more than we need to blame the fact that we as a society will not hold those police officers accountable. And they need to be held accountable because if you, I don't care if you go into the right or wrong house, you should not, and, and, you, and you know, not to, I'm not debating another panelist on this, but it just kind of popped in my head. But it has nothing to do with diversity on the police force. It has nothing to do with having women in the police force. It has something to do with our humanity. Your humanity sucks. If you see some woman that's naked and you do not cover her up, no, you don't even know if she's, if she's the, the uh, person that you're looking for. But even if she was, you need to have at least some humanity and uh, respect for somebody else's dignity not to expose them like that. But we see this stuff over and over again that a black person gets shot and they'll leave them on the middle of the street for hours without being covered up. There's something in white folks that we need to start addressing because there's something wrong with our humanity when we don't look at each other as human beings. Like, you don't treat them like you would treat your, your parents or treat your, your, your family. There's something wrong with us. So let's call it what it is. And in this incident, it just kind of highlights that. That's just another log on the fire. Anytime you think about this stuff, is that we need to change how we do policing. Policing need to be defunded. They didn't need 40 cops running into that woman's apartment. Just like the woman who um, was the, um, where was it, in Florida, when they drew guns and had them in there looking for her child just to get some information off of her phones or her computers. That's not a violent crime. So you drawing your guns should be like they should have served a warrant like they normally do ask them to come to the door whatever but they want to go and knock down your door and go in there we're over policing in this country which makes it more dangerous for the police so should citizens carry guns yes they should because your police are rogue now you gotta make decisions on whether you as a citizen should be protecting yourself against the police now that's crazy in itself they're not the military so policing needs to change. You shouldn't have to protect yourself against the police. But we do as black people. Don't ever believe that you don't. So stop, you know, trying to convince other black people, hey, you know what? Take take the vaccine. It's safe. Like, let's, let's do marketing to the people who we are constantly wronging, constantly seeing being wrong, and we still supposed to trust you. That's maddening. So... They need to change something for us to change how we see them. Well said. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Vanessa, what you say now? Do I mean Do you what? Do reallocate or defund? Come on, Vanessa. You- defund? No. See, here, here's what we get caught up on, right? We are talking I'm about caught up on the definition of defund. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I didn't make that word up. Uh, of like, uh, in English. Read, uh, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody, like President Obama, saying that his mother-in-law said that when when I call the police, will the police come? Defund means to take away some of the funding from the police department. Does that mean? So that's fire why police? I said the word reallocate sounds better. Right. And that's the reason why 
the right. Democrats was in the trouble that they were in. That is not because true. Because people kept using the word defund instead not of true. reallocating some of the money. That is not true. Okay, Jerome. Let me so tell you why. Let me tell you why it's not true. Politics. Okay. No, but let me tell you why that's not true. It's because Republicans constantly, and this is how this country works, they constantly use our words against us, right? So whatever word we choose, they will make that mean something else. So even if you said reallocate, they're like, oh, so you're saying take away from funding for the police, which means that you're reallocating to the police, to the fire department? Now we ain't got no police. They will use that word against you as well. I don't care what word you choose. It's like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, and they're saying, oh, this has something to do with the military. It has something to do with the damn flag, not the military. But we kept going through, I mean, I don't know how many shows that we talked about Colin Kaepernick and taking a knee. Because white folks said, oh, that means something against the military. So they made a definition, and we started living by it. I'm saying stop it. Defund means defund. We defunded public schools. That's why there's no music. That's why we don't have civics. That's why they don't have art classes. That's why they don't have just regular gym. They defunded the doggone school system. Ain't nobody outraged by that. They just did it. So if we keep doing semantic stuff over our words, and, and letting other people define what that means, it's like I would watch people like Morning Joe. This is why I don't watch Fox and why I really don't like Morning Joe, even though it's on my TV, right? It's because when you see Joe Scarborough or Mika says, oh, defunding means this. No, no, I'm saying to me, when they say that, I look at them like they're damn crazy because this is from white folks' perspective that they get to define every damn thing we do and then we, they tell us, how to make them be better. This is what would this is what would make us happier to hear it this way. So it's a marketing issue. We need to be conscious and think differently. There is a reason why they keep showing black people getting these vaccine shots. Right? We need I got like three or four calls this week from people asking me about this and saying, I, I'm noticing that every time they're showing vaccinations, they're showing black people first. Why do you think that is? I'm getting calls from leaders that's asking me this. And I'm telling them what my thought is, is that if black people don't get mortgages to the rate of white people, but then when you see a mortgage lending company, do you see black people in there? No. But, Jerome, I don't even know why they would call and ask that question, even as a leader or whatever, because – they know why they got black people up there showing it. My child, my a, a two-year-old knows why they showing black people. Why they gotta make a phone call to ask why they showing black people? Now, they showing black people because black people are afraid, and 52 percent of the black people said they're not gonna take it. So if that person doesn't look at the news, why they making phone calls asking why is it? Be, I mean, because, I got phone because calls, people I can, got them because I'm because uh, people can stop me on policy. So the issue is, is that while we're in conversations about other things, they ask that question specifically, right? It doesn't mean that they're stupid. These are smart people, right? So they didn't ask that because they couldn't see what was going on. They were asking, they were put, they wanted to put some context in it so that they can explain it a little bit differently. So that if I don't know what's going to happen with the Moderna, but okay. Well, no, let me let me finish though. So if they're asking a question, they're asking about how to. How to phrase an answer to a question That's what you're supposed to do When you don't know something Right So you can say This looks like this And it's obvious to everybody That it looks like this But how do we put this In some kind of context To make 
to be able to explain it to someone else. And my issue is, is that um, if we are in the, the words that I kind of gave them was this. The black people are truly 13% of the population. That's 87% left. If you only need 70% to stop this virus, then give that shit to everybody else and not and leave black people alone. There's a reason why black people are being marketed. We need to figure out why. That's all I'm saying. We need to ask the question. I'm not saying that the, the vaccine is good or bad. That's not my, that is not where I was going. All I'm saying is that we need to start asking questions when we see this. Because it's never worked out for us in the past, and we have to be smarter, right? It is good to ask a question just to bounce off other people so we can come to good conclusions, right? And it's how we make right. policy. That, that's all I'm saying. It's I'm how we make so policy that we need to bounce that off. you saying defund the police and leave the black people alone with the shot. I got you. See, you're oversimplifying it, and it, and it does not help. I'm not overdoing anything. Help. I'm going off of your words, Jerome. Right. What I'm saying to okay. you is that defunding the police is not, it does not matter what words that we choose, that those words are going to be flipped on us, is what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter if you say defunding the police. You can say um, enhance the police by giving them more tools and funding other people to help the police, and they will take that as you're overseeing the police. I am saying the people who does marketing against us, especially on the Republican side, are pros. And they're really good. It's why, you know, and I'm sorry, Jay, for this one. But it's like why when Jay said years ago about um, the sister soldier moment, because that's very much in our consciousness about how we are supposed to turn on black people. But instead of clearing that up right now, sister soldier was right, which he said. But we use that as a marker against black people, like that black woman was wrong and being militant and wanted to hate white people because they couldn't take the words that she was using. All I'm saying is that we need to be smarter. I'm not oversimplifying it. I am just telling you that it makes sense for us to evaluate how people are using words against us. And if they're going to be that much of an enemy of black people, then technically we can't take none of their words seriously. Well, interesting how you kind of brought that back around to not taking their words and it kind of plays on why the percentages are not as high uh, for African-Americans wanting to take the vaccine. Vanessa, let me let me, uh, uh, you know, I thought of you when when this thing happened. And the reason I thought of you is the fact that any person, um, African-American female, that could have been them. You know, that's one of the things that Lori Lightfoot said when she said, well, that could have been me if I wasn't the mayor. But yet, still, you try to suppress the information. But I've digressed. My question to you is, is, you know, once again, once you saw the video of what happened and the fact that to this date, as far as we know, none of these officers have been punished or disciplined. Now, the mayor has said that she has directed the police department to conduct whatever investigation and make a determination as far as what happened. But... You know, sometimes we want to blame the officers who raided the apartment, which they should be raided. They should be, but I think you need to talk about the overall competence of the department itself. Because someone had to sign off on that. And the fact that you have it, you know, Johnny and I used to be in the military. You're not going to, you know, everybody has friendly fire incidents and things of that nature, but for the most part, you do your due diligence before you go and execute a search warrant. And the fact that it was so easy for them to find where that person was 
there's no excuse for this because that could have went wrong very fast and someone could have died. So when you saw the video, Vanessa, give me your thoughts on what, what, what you were thinking and, you know, and, and, you know, what should this woman do next? I mean, she just wants an apology and she just wants the police department to do the right thing. I'm thinking it needs to be a little bit more than that. What say you? Well, let me start by saying, J.D., thank you for sending me that video because, you know, I am tagged on everybody's page. And I immediately, my fingers, my fingernails couldn't move fast enough to send it to The View and to send it to uh, the, the readout, Joy Reid's show. And God forbid the admin message and said, thank you. And, I, you know, I, did, did I know it was going to be on her show the next day after they researched it? No. Was I excited? Yes, I was. But um, thank you for sending me the information so I can pass it on and get it on TV so that other people can be knowledgeable about what happened. This is another Brianna case that was just swept underneath the rug. So when I see this lady screaming and they busting in and she's going, what, what, what? She said she didn't even have time to get her clothes on because she had just took them off. And here they are letting this lady stand there naked. And then somebody put a blanket over. Okay, when well, the blanket started falling off and she was handcuffed. And then somebody else. So there was an undercover cop that was masked up so that you couldn't see who he was or whatever, like the jump out boys. And he went over there and totally swooped it around her, I guess, until a female police officer got there. So I'm with Jay. There should be more police officers on that force that, can step in with stuff like that instead of waiting 20 minutes for a female to get there and then they take her in the room let her put on some clothes and then turn right around and re-handcuff her after she said it's not me you got the wrong house 43 times so somebody finally decided to have enough sense to go out to the car and track who is this person and guess what they were right next door so if I was her when I got through suing then I would be all over the news like what she's doing now because the word is finally getting out because I immediately put it on Facebook and sent it through Messenger and told my friends to hurry up and send it through Messenger so that before they took it down because I didn't know Johnny D if they was going to take it down or not. So now everybody knows about a second Brianna. And, and for it to be women that are getting killed and shot by the police for no reason in their own house, Minding their own business, a social worker with the state for 20 years. I'm appalled, insulted. And you know what? I never did like that mayor, but I tried to give her the respect because Les always say, Vanessa, she does this and she does that. Okay, I still don't like her. I still don't like her. Step up, step up and do what you need to do against those police officers who embarrassed that lady, humiliated that woman, and if she had moved the wrong way, they would have shot her. They would have shot her if she had moved the wrong way. This could have been ugly. And then stand there with a naked body. And then she got to live right next door to that crook, the person who had the, the tracking device on his ankle, and they couldn't figure that out. So I'm not going to say the words that I don't like, defund the police. But I am going to say they need to take some of that money and they need to allocate, and I'm going to keep saying this, better education and stuff for these police officers. They need to have a social worker on the scene so that they can get a little control in on this. And when I say a social worker, I mean one that's in the, within the police department that they went and got a degree in the social work to deal with the mental of all of this because this was heated. 
That lady was screaming. She was crying. She was naked. She was embarrassed. I mean, everything you could think of as a female. So she, at this point, she knows she's getting paid. That's not even a question that lady's going to get paid. Right now, what she wants is for the police department to do better, to be held accountable for that era in Chi-Town. But I keep saying that I, I, I know y'all say 100 years of crime in Chi-Town, but somebody needs to step in and do something about Chicago. It's out of control. Yeah, it is. Ms. Elias, she invoked your name. I want to swing around to you because you do get the last word on the segment, on the last segment of the morning. You know, um, a couple of things, you know, before, you know, the first thing people talk about is Vanessa mentioned it as well. And I've read this uh, through various reports, how folks are saying, you know, you should have, you know, maybe when there's a domestic violence call into the police department, maybe they should send, you know, maybe a social worker or something out. And, you know, and I thought about that. I'm like, well, we have the privilege of looking at this after the fact. You know, when you're going into that situation, how do you not know that it can turn deadly? Because we've had situations where they have, you know, here in Texas, um, probably about 10 years ago, a man shot and killed his wife uh, right there while the television cameras were rolling. You know, so... Uh, you know, so so we say so the, maybe one should be on call and maybe one should be, but I, there's no way you can send, not send the police to a domestic uh, violence or a domestic dispute between people because you just don't know where it's going to go. Let me ask you this. You're close to this, man. What's happening in the city of Chicago, you know, now that this has come out, I know you probably got a little bit of background information because you're right there. You know, give us the 411. Well, the bottom line is this, Jay. Um, I was very disappointed that Mary Lightfoot on this on this instance, man, because she yeah. ran on a platform of transparency. So, yeah. you know, because Rahm Emanuel, this 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 happened during Rahm, Rahm Emanuel's yeah. his 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 day. So, but the the reason she ran on a trans a, a platform of transparency was because what happened to Laquan McDonald. Laquan right. McDonald's the right. danger that got shot. In Chicago, and they swept it under the rug. So I was, I was, I was very disappointed in her. And then she came out on TV crying, talking about, you know, this could have been me and my wife. Well, hell, if you knew about it, you shouldn't have tried to suppress this. You know, you should not try to suppress this, man. I mean, the bottom line is she should have been transparent. They should, and then, they, you know, up, up until the last minute, they tried to suppress this from coming out. That's no different than what Rahm Emanuel did with Laquan McDonald. So. You know, I'm, I'm I'm inclined to believe what Jerome said about politicians, man. The politicians are politicians. But as, as far as not liking her policies, I, I dig I dig her policies, man. You know, I do. I dig her policies. I think she's okay as a mayor. I think she's trying to run the city to 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 you know get it back in prominence. But the bottom line is. Instead of been transparent. How can you be? Brother, let me ask you a question. How, how can you be okay when? You know, I mean, it's almost like, well, she made this mistake. Trying to suppress this information so she didn't want to get out to the public? I mean, that, yeah, that, that's that, huge. That That is huge. I mean, the bottom line is, I, like I said, I didn't agree with it. I didn't like what you did on this. But I'm not going to like what everybody does on everything, Jay. You know? So what do you think, like man? Well, let what? me ask you this. What so so what do you think should happen with her? Hmm. With the mayor? 
I'm listening. Who do you think should happen there? Because, and I asked that question, man, is because, you know, you can't run on the platform of being transparent. It didn't, you know, and I'm not saying this is the first opportunity, but when the opportunity presents itself, you don't do anything, but you're running on all these shows of black hosts talking all this stuff about what the president's doing and how they try to hide stuff. But you know damn well you have information in your damn cellar and closet that you're not exposing because of whatever you know political uh, suicide or whatever the case may be. So, so what should happen to her? What do you think should happen? It should never. You know, so man, what what could, what can happen to her? You know, oh, wow. there's nothing okay. that's going to happen to her. What, what, what can you do? Can you get out of office? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I ask you. I don't know. Well, I mean, what I can know. you do? I mean, you know, you can only judge her from what, what goes on from now on, man. Because if, she, if she's supposed to be transparent, what else does she hide? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I mean, she should have yeah. been very transparent. She should have been saying, hey, look, this needs to get out. This, this needs to happen. It needs, yep. it needs to be out front. You can't hide it. And, and they get to come on TV and get lied, and then they, then somebody exposes the email that says she knew about it. it, was, it was, See, there you go. See, that was, that's where I was going. I was waiting for you to say it. That's where I was going with it. She lied. You know, yeah, come she on, lied. Man. She lied, most definitely. She lied. But my politician doesn't lie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we, I we spend, and we spend a lot of time on bashing black folks whenever it is, like, again, as mayor, it was. It didn't even happen during her watch. We spent ten seconds on Rahm Emanuel, and they're trying to consider him for something for Biden administration. But we don't say jack about him. We're like, now that she's there, here's what she should have did. And yeah, she was wrong. And yeah, she should probably be voted out of office if that's the if that's what we want to stand on. But I am telling you right now, we're not dealing with the problem if we keep doing that. The problem is, but here, but, but, here, but here's why I disagree. But here's why I disagree with you, Jerome. I disagree because you know what? We know why folks do that. We know why right. folks do that. We know why folks do what they do to us. But it's no so excuse for us to do that to, like to us. People? That's the problem. You're asking black people not to be like white people. Is that what you're the, what you're saying? You well, you because, know what? You're damn right. That's what I'm asking. Right. Okay. So that's, what I'm I, that's yeah, that's reasonable. But what I'm saying to you that if she wasn't acting like white folks, she wouldn't be mayor. That's oh, well, all I'm saying. That, that's a drop the mic. Wow, that's a drop the mic moment right there. Okay, we got to go. Wow, that's interesting. I like the way you said that. I mean, hey, look, I can't say nothing. Look, I almost cursed. I can't say S after that. You're right, brother. We're going to break. We'll be right back after this. Jerome, taking us out on a <laughs> She wouldn't be mayor. She wasn't white. Ooh, okay. We'll be right back after this. Wow. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from our sponsor, Total Wine & More, a wonderland to explore. Experience thousands of wines, spirits, and beers at prices that feel like a present. Friendly guides will help find gifts for everyone on your list. Visit them online at TotalWine.com. There's been a car bomb blast in the Afghan capital. The Interior Ministry says the explosion killed at least nine people including a member of of, uh, Afghanistan's parliament. There has been no claim of responsibility. There has been, though, a sharp rise in violence as the Afghan government and the Taliban hold peace talks aimed at ending the nearly 20-year-long war. The National Hockey League and its players have reached a tentative deal to return to play. Dan Carpenter reports that now the league is trying to determine if Canadian teams will only play in Canada. The proposed deal would include a 56-game schedule for the 2020-2021 season and would begin on January 13th. 
there would be no exhibition games. Under the agreement, league divisions would be realigned to include a seven-team all-Canadian division that would play only in Canada with no cross-border travel. For that to work, it would need approval from health authorities in Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Alberta, and British Columbia. Discussions are still underway on that issue. But if the NHL is not allowed to play north of the border because of Canada's health measures, the teams would have to relocate to the U.S. The Players Association has approved the deal. The league's Board of Governors has yet to vote. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchak in Toronto. The New Year's Day college football semifinal at the Rose Bowl is being moved. Organizers say the game will be played at the home of the Dallas Cowboys in Texas because of pandemic restrictions in California. California banned spectators at sporting events amid the rise in infections. The decision was announced last night. The playoff field is scheduled to be announced today. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor, VSP Individual Plans. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime on any device and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. All right, folks, welcome back. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the chat room and from uh, social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have, bro? you have anything that's worth reading? Yeah, Covina, man, says that black history Absolutely. is very interesting. We hear a lot about the, uh, we hear a lot about the uh, South, but we never hear about the North. Uh, and, and, you know, and he says there are, he says a lot of crime and conspiracies against the country, which needs to be followed up by, one, uh, followed up on once by uh, Biden's in his office. Good. All right. Uh, got a few here. Let me try to zoom through them real, real quick. Uh, the pastor's checked in. He says, peace and blessings, family. Great show as always, but with all due respect to my sister, Marianne, the music this morning's music selection reminded me of the good old days. I wasn't always saved. <laughs> okay, pastor. So, Miss Vanessa, pray for me this morning. <laughs> all right, pastor. She's going to pray for you, pastor. She's going to pray for you. Serena, Chicago, this story broke my heart. This poor woman who works at a local hospital as a, as a social worker gets treated like this. Mayor Lightfoot needs to resign immediately. And like Johnny said, she had to know about this once she took office. Uh, Marianne Music, Jay, I am a young whippersnapper. Did I hear that you, what you said? Did I hear that you're having a birthday coming up? Yes, you did. She says, do you have any special plans? No, I don't, Marianna. She says, this is a shame that COVID is still around. It's truly a blessing to reach the milestone of being 60 years old. Hey, Marianna. <laughs> She's right there. Marianna. <laughs> she, she, she may be younger than what you are. Hold the hell on, Marianna. Then she's gonna say you. Then she gonna say you do look good for your age, my love. You know what, Mary in the music. First of all, I'm not turning freaking sixty years old. Okay. Oh, ooh, okay. We moving on from you, Beatrice, West Philly. If she was white, they would have covered her up immediately. Reggie, Seattle, Washington. Sometimes I feel like I'm eavesdropping on a family disagreement when listening to this show. Okay, uh, Matilda. I'm an attorney in Florida. FYI. And Matilda is an alias for obvious reasons. Okay, Matilda, wink, wink. I agree with the host of the show. There should be some legal repercussions levied against these officers in the city of Chicago. 
And here's one from Mark. Mark from New York. He says, Ha, Jay, Jerome shut that blank up with that last comment, huh, bro? <laughs> that is why the serious side is a permanent is a permanent part of my Sunday. Just waiting on a need to know basis. Well, you know what, Mark? Go Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, he did. All right, he did. He dropped, hey, look, I can't say nothing. I, 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 hey, I just got to be quiet after that one. <laughs> All right, there it is for this morning. Now it's time for our final thoughts. Jeez. Oh, Ladies and first, uh, Miss Vanessa, final thoughts. Wow. What a show. I'm sorry. I was, I was taking my picture to y'all. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> That's all I can tell y'all. And, That's it? And, okay. Uh, I'm, Thank I'm you. I'm going to be cool to everybody. And uh, tap, please play Traveling Grace and Mercy to be uh, for me and Bobby. And um, I'm taking the shot. I'm just not taking five if I can help it. So that's where I am with that. And uh, Mayor Lightfoot needs to quit. I never did. She needs to be fired. I ain't like her a long time ago. And so that's the highlights of my conversation. And uh, Trump is going to be homeless. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> there it is, in a nutshell. All right, uh, Johnny, do you have final thoughts? Well, well, first and foremost, I do want to extend everybody a happy holiday season for those who you, celebrate with the pageantry, continue to celebrate with the pageantry. Big brother, um, I'm, I'm going to wish you a, a, a before birthday and then also reach out to you on, 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 on your presumed birthday. And like I said, I know for a fact that you're not 60. So uh, God bless you. It's are youthful in your presence. But uh, in, in, in my closing, let me, let, me, let me say this right here. Um, this has been a pretty interesting uh, commentary. I will say this right here, that I've always been one who has – been in and around regimental environments, so I understand the importance of camaraderie, camaraderie and esprit de corps, and it certainly works. Uh, diversity helps out tremendously. I think diversity keeps people honest, so I will never underscore or deny the fact that a diverse workforce helps people to be able to acclimate themselves to the sensitivity of other individuals. And then secondly, at some point, uh, as, as, as a black man in America, uh, as I was taught early on that I had to be twice as good as my counterparts, so I don't believe in the uh, analogy that us poor black people can't do nothing right and that we should be excused from our flaws, our flaws and our errors. So there is an expectation of good will always be good and bad will always be bad, regardless if you're black or white. So until we meet again. God's purpose, I will. Like I say, I enjoy an opportunity to be a part of this venue each morning. Appreciate all the contributors and love everybody for allowing us an opportunity to come into your homes. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. All right, Jerome, it's free, man. Final thoughts, brother. Yes, sir. I know I missed the first part of the show, so I can't comment on any of that stuff, but I can just say this, that um, as far as the vaccine stuff is concerned, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, you know, uh, Johnson & Johnson is coming out with theirs. Um, the AstraZeneca one should probably be approved pretty soon. There's going to be a lot of different vaccines. And um, so I'm not advocating to take them or not, but I'm saying that we are smart enough to ask the question. So please ask them, you know, and there we have historical precedent on why we should be asking. And I wish people stopped going so far back as Tuskegee because – 
they were giving Mexicans at the border hysterectomies last year. So they were yep. sterilizing Mexicans mm. coming in and giving them hysterectomies. And so if you do not believe that, yep. just go back and Google it, and you'll find out all the stuff that the government did to poor people last year. That's what, that's what that's what we said. And for those who are listening live, we'll be gone in 10 seconds. Thank you. We'll see you back here next week. For those who always listen through uh, whatever, uh, we'll still hear. Mr. LDS, man, final thoughts. Look, folks, in Georgia, get out and vote. I am so excited about the vote in Georgia. I, I, you know, I, got, I got relatives in Georgia that are voting, and they're posting it on Facebook, and I thank God that you guys are getting out and vote. So get out and vote. And they're saying now, that right now, that this, the vote that people are voting by right now has outpaced the presidential election, which is, is exciting to me because usually people that vote early are the Democrats. So get out and vote, folks. Get, get this, get, as Johnny says, it's replicate Mitch McConnell out of his, his prominent position. Stop making them feel comfortable. Get Mitch McConnell out of there and make him sit back and, him, and, and let him Stop being an obstructionist. So get out and vote, my people. That's right. And in, in, in right. Georgia. Well, I'm just going to uh, be real quick because I know uh, what uh, Mark is waiting for and me as well. Uh, I'll just say this. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens to this show. I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. I know it's not the Christmas that you thought you would be celebrating, but at least you're celebrating if God's willing. And let's hope that everyone take heed to what the new president is going to ask for the first 100 days of his administration for everyone to wear a mask. Um, I'm totally amazed. And every time we do a story about some of the nonsense that these Trump people do, I am surprised by it. Because I can't believe that there are people that are walking around here that know better and they continue to do this because they want to stay in power. It is shameful. It is something that, as far as I'm concerned, is borderline treason for you to put this country's democracy in place for one individual who don't give a damn about you or anything that you represent. It's amazing to me how this man has come into this country and has taken this country or taken at least 72 million of y'all by storm. I think it's up to 74. It's just amazing to me. And, and and this is something that I would never, ever forget for the rest of my days on this earth. Unbelievable. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. 74 million people. Unbelievable. Love you guys. Uh, so for Vanessa, love you, safe travels, baby. Uh, Vanessa, Johnny, my boy Jerome, and Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Robson. Have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless, folks. Oh, boy. God bless 74 you. Million. 74 million of y'all voted for this idiot. 74 million of y'all voted for this idiot, you freaking clown. Five, four, three, two. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. 74 million. Okay, anyway. Uh, it is time for on a need-to-know basis. Mark, I know you're smiling. I'm smiling. Mr. Jerome, man, what is up, man? What are we talking about this morning? Oh, I can't call it, brother. What you want to talk about? 
<laughs> Let's talk about the 74 million people that voted for this idiot. 74 million. Oh, and let me say one thing before I give it to you, Jerome. Uh, LES, a few weeks ago, I did I did actually say the wrong something on the air, and the people have been calling me. That's all I got to say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got corrected on the air? Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. <laughs> Trust me, I have been getting, uh, anyway, so yeah, I'll yeah, tell you off the air. So we, okay. uh, Jerome. Wait a minute, Jay, so how are we trending? Am I still trending below you now? Or is how the check out? <laughs> oh, no, 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 he would know. No, 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 I got these calls. No, I heard it first. I heard it from people like direct, and I'm telling you, uh, they are not happy with yours truly. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were Trump okay. people. Wow. They're Trump people. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Who cares what they think? I don't give a damn what they think. Hey, well, you hey. will. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. That, well, that, I, wow. I want to say is that it, um, Trump people are listening, which kind of gives me a little bit more um, hope that they can hear something a little differently. At least they're listening. Uh, oh man! Well, they, like, well, let me tell you something. Based on the phone calls I got, it's not penetrating. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, they're still yeah. <laughs> People want to yeah. like, man. I gotta go. I gotta change it, cause man. Oh boy! Wow! Wow! Okay. Look, it's yeah. like changing your phone number back in the days. Jay's about to change his email address. Like, God, yeah. Awesome <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 So. So over a year ago, like on December 18th, you know, Trump became the third U.S. president to be impeached. So we can mark uh, this weekend as a historical uh, marker with everything else that it. he's in the record book for. He is, he's in the record book, books for being impeached. So he was Good. technically impeached from Congress. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, you know I, now I know if we would have wow. did this so we would have heard the whole thing, but you know he wasn't impeached because the Senate didn't vote. Mm-hmm. They did vote. Yep. They they're not the people yep. who impeached. They removed, but he was yeah. technically impeached from government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that, man, because I was uh, one of the things that when when uh, when Johnny D talked about, uh, thank God for people like Mitch Rom- Mitt, Mitt, uh, Mitt Romney. Like, well, yeah, but he only vote he voted on one, but he didn't vote to convict. So I mean. Yeah, you can say yeah. all the things. You yeah. know, listen, he is stepping up and saying a lot of things, but it, at the end of the day, they all voted to keep that fool in office. So get out of here. Right. Yeah. 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 So since they supported that fool, we can't that. And, and, and his policies, right? So, again, the yeah. worry now, you know, as people move on from Trump, is that there's going to be a smoother version of Trump. That's why they're not giving up his craziness. And that's why they won't distance themselves from them. So, again, right. it's a pathology that we have to look at and be like, look, do we want to trust y'all? And the truth is no. Now, I have mixed reactions. I know this week some of the um, Republicans in the Lincoln Project who did some great commercials, because Republicans are masters at marketing. So the, tr- the, the commercials that they get, did against Trump, Democrats would never be able to do those commercials because they don't think like that. The Republicans no, are really don't. good at marketing. Some of them said that they're switching to become Democrats. Now, this worries me because since mm-hmm. Democrats are such a big ticket, a, a big, um, what do you call it? They're like a big tent party that they are going to be there trying to move 
the Democratic Party. Oh, be, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, the agenda, more center, the yeah, more center, the yeah. Agenda. Yeah, mm-hmm. center, center right. right. Yeah. Then there's precedent for this before, right? So when Abraham Lincoln, what I'm going to talk about later, he was a Republican, which is technically how the Democrats were back in the days. So when the Whig Party dissolved itself, the Democrats, the conservative Democrats, started moving to the Republican Party, and now you look at them today. Right, because Democrats back then was really conservative, so they always moved to where the popular kids are, and then they changed that to be conservative, and then they moved back. So conservative people always mask themselves as being normal until they influence you to do something that you should not be doing. Mm. That's why you have mm. blue dog Democrats and all those people who you're like, well, Susan Collins voted against this, and it's like, no, she yeah, by rights should not even be in office. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Really? I just want to caution people of that when they keep saying that some of the people are coming around. No, they hate Trump, but they hate yeah. how rough he is. If he was smoother, then, you yeah. know, Mexicans would still be banned out of here. We still have a wall. Black people wouldn't get jacked, and they'd still be calling them SO countries without actually saying the word. So they'd look at that differently. All right, so let me get a little, yeah. a little news. Nearly 8 million Americans have fallen into poverty since June. It's the biggest jump in a single year since 1960 after unemployment benefits expired and lawmakers struggled to reach an agreement for the COVID-19 relief. Now, they're saying that um, they think by today that they're going to have the $900 billion um, COVID relief package, which is probably going to include up to the $1,200 individual payment. So they still think that that's still on the table. We'll see after the day how that goes. I don't, what you say? You know what? That's what that's what gets me, man. How Mitch McConnell can be coming and does what he does, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, we're still gonna vote him back in office." He yeah. laughed at these people, man. He laughed yeah. in their faces, and they just said, "Man, come on back in, Mitch. We love you." Yeah, and and that's exactly why I keep saying that we need to be smarter because. Um, there are people in this country that don't want you to be happy, right? So even if it's hurting them, they will hurt you by hurting themselves. And it's yeah. been proven over and over again. It happened during That's Reagan. Good. People yeah. laughed at Jimmy Carter because we were having an energy crisis for wearing a sweater in the White House and keeping the temperature down because people were suffering. So they were like, if we don't understand what the suffering is, we won't make policies. So when policies to benefit right so he put solar panels on the on the white house and tried to conserve energy reagan got there stripped all of that stuff and white people mm-hmm. still refer to that as like camelot and people are regal and all this he was spending money like nobody's business like, and, and we were going through a recession at the time that's what i couldn't understand about yeah. the reagan administration yeah they we're, were, we're going through money. hard times and they just like spending money nancy reagan was buying new plates Spending, yeah. uh, I don't know how much money on new plates and stuff. I was like, what yeah. is going on? Unemployment went up to 14%. They were giving away free cheese and milk and butter and, and all this. Like, they, we were we were in a crisis <laughs> like we are now. And, and, his, um, and, his, and, his and son, he was like, his, his son filed for unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking son filed for unemployment. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. What? And, yeah. And if you, if you look at it now, People are dying like crazy from COVID, and Trump talking about his his um, a dog on election that he still believes yeah. he won. 
Yeah. Uh, some yeah. don't seem right. And you know <laughs> what that is? That is white privilege. If you're going to go watch Jane Elliott, what? Watch her. But the yeah. trick is, is that, of course, he can't believe that he lost. His privilege don't allow him to see anything other than white people loving him. So he doesn't count wow. anybody else in the country. So he goes and sues yeah. all the places where there are minorities and say they yeah. shouldn't vote. Yeah, That's, that's not white true. supremacy. I don't know what it is. That is true. The only that places he's suing is where there's black people. Even the white places yeah. that he lost, he ain't, he ain't concerned about them. He's saying they mm-hmm. shouldn't vote. Yeah. That's fraud, and so it's a it's a it's a it's a dog whistle. Only certain people hear it, and other people don't want to believe it. But racism is playing into how he's nitpicking who should and should not vote, That's and he's going sure. after. So uh, New York City has the believe this or not, New York City has the second lowest COVID test positivity in the state of New York. Manhattan Borough only has two point seven percent. And, and New York State is still at the bottom, you know, of like all states, even though it, we just have a lot of people. But our positivity rate is extremely low. Mm. It's, it's really wow. weird. I wonder why. I, mean, I wonder why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. And people around here hating Cuomo. They're like, I can't believe yeah. he won't let us yeah. eat at a restaurant. It's like he's saving your life, fool. <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. All right. Now, a health no. worker. Huh? That's just dumb, man. But no I know. At all. Yeah. Now, I I think you guys covered this, but a, a healthcare worker in um, Alaska um, suffered severe allergic re- reactions to the Pfizer vaccine, mm-hmm. and they had another worker um, in another state have uh, an anaphylactic-like um, reaction to the to the vaccine. Now, they're saying that if you have any kind of allergic reactions to shots or to or allergies do not take the Pfizer um, shot because or if you're pregnant so you know the re- reaction is believed to be the same one suffered by the two British healthcare workers last week in their in their clinical trial clinical trial but they said 137 people were given a vaccine suffered um, allergic reactions as did 111 in the placebo group, so they can't tell. They know something else is going on. So, again, take it for what it's worth. Let them do a little bit more testing on the vaccines for for um, adverse effects. And make up your own mind, I guess. Now, there's this um, thing called a, a pulse um, oximeter that measures blood oxygen levels um, it, like black people are four times more likely to be interact and inaccurate than white patients. So when there, th- this new study that came out says that scientists worry that the devices designed to scan blood uh, blood color through darker skins does not work on black people. So a new study from Michigan Medical found that 12 percent of the cases amongst black people had discrepancies in the pulse oximeter reading and um, arterial blood gas readings. And so what that means in the bigger picture is that when you go to the hospital and they're scanning you to see if your oxygen levels are up or down, they're not really accurate in black people. Just like every hmm. dog thing else. Right? Really? So people act like we are crazy when we can see this stuff and they're reporting on it. And as soon as I say it, it's like, 
oh, that can't be true, so now they're conspiring against black people. They don't test things on black people to see if they work well. Now, to Vanessa's point, the, the, the Moderma study had more black people in it than the other ones did, by the way. So if you're going to take mm. the vaccine, Moderma did have a good portion of black people in their study. Now, the Energy Department on Tuesday, this is while Trump is going out of office, finalized two new rules easing energy standards on consumers' um, fixtures and appliances because they said Trump complained about the flow of water in shower heads, so they want companies to make shower heads to actually put out more water. So they changed the status <laughs> of conserving energy wow. to have more water flow. Just because that fool said, see, again, um, I want to caution any company who listens to that nonsense, Biden is going to change it back. So by the time you get a wow. manufacturer, you won't even be able to sell it. So just, they take that with a grain of salt. All right, so Major League Baseball this week reclassified the Negro Leagues as um, yes. Major yes. League. You saw that? Yes, yes. Yeah. I so they saw said, that. I was, like, happy. Yeah, they said they will begin the process of merging the stats and the records of its 3,400 black players into their own historical records. The league said on Wednesday that it was correcting a long-term oversight in the game history by elevating – the Negro Leagues and the um, Centennial, at the Centennial of their founding. So the Negro Leagues consist of seven leagues, and Major League Baseball will include all of those in the record um, from 1920 to 1948. Now, the and Negro Leagues began, what you say? I was watching this guy on Real Sports once, man, and he had, he's an historian, and he has all the records for this, man. And he's been lobbying this for this for like thirty years, man. Yeah, thirty. You know, but yeah, yeah, man. He's he's yeah, he's dope with it, man. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing about those stories are that the you know the Negro League's All Star games, they would actually play the major league in All Star games, and um, and, whoop them. <laughs> and they would beat them bad. Yeah, you know, they're so dumb. Yeah. There, there are stories about Satchel Paige and uh, and all these other guys. Uh, I forgot the guy's name who who hit home runs like nobody's business. He only played in them. Yes, John knocking it out of Yankee Stadium. It was like they ain't never seen nobody do that before. It's like, yep. He's a cousin of mine, believe it or not. Is he really? Oh, yes. My 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 mother's my 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 grandmother's. Uh, her, her name was Lola Gibson. It was it was a cousin of hers, man. So he's a oh, cousin cool. of mine, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. yeah. I, so I, I'm happy about that. I think I think he is so under under underrated, underappreciated yes. that it's not even funny. Yes. Babe Ruth wouldn't mm-hmm. have Jack if Josh Gibson numbers counted. Yep, that's for sure. <laughs> yep, if they would have put him in there, yeah, you would not, you know. And and I want to say this as well. You know that Hank Aaron talking about racism. Hank Aaron still, I, what is he like, seventy-eight ish? Hank mm-hmm. Aaron still yep. gets death threats from breaking really? Bay record. Still, on, still till today. You gotta be kidding me. You yeah. gotta be kidding me. See, and that's why when I watch politics, huh? What's wrong with people, man? I know. That's when I watch politics and watching Georgia. And them threatening the Republicans like they threat. I'm like, the Republicans are being threatened like black people have been in Georgia for years. Mm-hmm. They're like, 
people are calling our house and my kids don't feel safe. I'm like, welcome to being black. Because <laughs> Republicans don't, they don't see that. White folks constantly are threatening people and making prank phone calls and constantly. That's their part of what their privilege is. They think that it's okay for them to do that. But yeah, Hank Aaron still gets death threats. Wow. Now, the Cleveland Indians will change their name after 105 years. Mm-hmm. So they said, this, yeah, they said the owner, um, Paul Dolan, expressing that it's time and said that after months of internal discussion, months after <laughs> internal discussion and meetings with, with groups, including Native Americans, who have thought that they started using the, the t- that term for years, um, the franchise said that they're dropping this name that they've known since 1915 and that they're not going to, they're going to still use the name, although it's unacceptable, until 2021. So they're going to go one more season with the name because they don't want to do what the Washington Redskins did by just calling them the Washington football team. So they said as Cleveland considers new names, like um, they, they, they call them the tribe now, and they said they're not going to use that either. That's like a nickname yeah. for Indians, the tribe. So they said they, right. they are not going to use that as a nickname either. That's been ruled out. But they'll choose it. Yeah. Yeah, but let's not be quick to toot uh, Washington's horn because the only reason Dan Snyder did that is because FedEx said either you change the name oh, or no we're going to take our name off the stadium. So it's not like he was all of a sudden, he didn't stop it. It was money. Period. Yeah, yeah, and and that's yeah. why I was saying black people have to be really diligent about how we spend money and resources, and not say things like, "Well, my little bit don't count." And hit. people will change their it is money to them. They will change their behavior based upon money. So don't mm-hmm. spend your money anybody who's discriminating against you. Nope. Oh. Yeah, and you know, Tyler Perry donated a hundred thousand dollars to Breonna Taylor's boyfriend and his legal defense mm-hmm. against a lawsuit. That was followed by one of the cops who shot her. Shot him, yeah. I, when I, I couldn't believe that, man. I right. could not believe it. Now, <laughs> you have to defend yourself against a person who killed your girlfriend. Yeah. Because he's saying that, I guess, he's defaming him. As far as I know, <laughs> I thought you were doing your job. So that's wow. defaming the whole police department, isn't it? If mm-hmm. I can make a claim against you for doing something that you... That you did wrong Why are you taking that personal Don't you work for them oh, Either really? you can sue a policeman personally or not But once oh. the police start suing you Talking about you're defaming him Don't take the job And, really? and I, I know I didn't say this earlier When you guys When we were talking about the police department And military stuff If you need that kind of training You're not mentally fit to be there Don't take the job And you shouldn't get hired I don't believe that they need an abundance of money to train them to be human. I believe hmm. that you are, you're not. So you're taking a bunch of people who are um, who have mental problems anyway, and you're making them police officers. So that's what we're getting from that. Hmm. Now, yeah. Now it said um, Seattle City. Con- oh, these are a couple of stories I really wanted to get to today. Now. Um, I have a question about this. The Seattle City Council is considering a new poverty defense to excuse misdemeanor crimes such as theft and assault. As if the culprits are like homeless, right? Or addicts mm-hmm. um, or addicted to drugs or have mental health issues. So the city 
is considering a new criminal code regulations that would make it a first municipality in the United States to excuse misdemeanor crimes linked to poverty, poverty, addiction, and mental health. Hmm. See, I don't know what I think about that. Really? I just think you shouldn't get 30 years for stealing a slice of pizza, but... Really? Really? Right? So, that... um, Yeah, that that one guy in, uh, what is it, New Orleans or uh, or, uh, Louisiana, he's got so many years for just like uh, I was like, why does he got life in prison oh. for like stealing fifty dollars or something like that? Oh no, no, <laughs> and actually, crazy. I have I have that story on here. Another Louisiana man was sentenced to life for selling twenty dollars in marijuana to an undercover officer when he was homeless. He's just been released from prison after spending twelve yep. years behind bars. He's fifty-three years old. I just read that story. Yep, I just yeah. read that story. Yep. He was released from Angola. Now, here's, here's what happened. Cause so when people hear that, they're like, well, he should go to jail for whatever. So he was homeless. The undercover policeman gave him $20, a marked bill, and said, hey, can you give me weed? He borrowed a bicycle. Now, he can't be a drug dealer borrowing a bicycle. But anyway, he was homeless. <laughs> he borrowed a bicycle, wow. goes to the guy, gets some weed from him, and then they arrest the black guy and gave him life in prison because they said he had already had two strikes. So, wow. in a Rolling Stone report in a previous coverage of this case said that the white drug dealer who he got the drugs from was never arrested. And they didn't even get the Mark $20 bill from the white guy who they gave it to. Hmm. Right. Wow. So, he... So, although they didn't let him off, they just said that he had time served. He did 13 years for being set up by an undercover police officer. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Also, a, a Michigan man, 63, was wrongly convicted of murder. He's finally released after 37 years um, after a key witness admit that she lied. So, watch her for Yeah, I saw that six, one. Yeah, he walked free on November 20th because um, he spent... Um, 37 years wrongful conviction for murder and arson. Yeah. Now, while we're at this, a framed Philadelphia man is freed after 19 years after he was jailed when cops planted a gun on him, claimed that he raped a woman and shot at him. And when, wow. in, in fact, here's what happened he saved her from an attacker, right? Now, I'll say his name Tremaine Hicks. He's now 45. He, what happened is um, he was near this hospital, St. Agnes, in South Philadelphia on November 27th in 2001. He heard a woman screaming. Um, she was being attacked, and she was walking from her shift at Dunkin' Donuts when she was pistol whipped and dragged behind an alley where some man raped her. Hicks was working at, uh, at a restaurant. He was assistant manager. He ran to help her. The rapist was startled by the, um, or he drove over there, helper. A rapist was startled by his headlights from his delivery van and ran off. And Hicks were arrived, and the police came, and they arrested him for raping her. Wow. He was working. He was on the clock, and he pulled <laughs> over, and they arrested him. And he spent 19 years in jail for that. Mm-hmm. Again, that tells Wait you. Wait a minute. What did the black... woman do? Whoa, 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 Jerome. So, what did the woman do? Didn't she say that's not the man? Yeah, but the police planted a gun on him, and then said that he shot at him. They all lied. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. So, so doesn't that, you know, when I hear people say stuff like, we need to help our neighbor, and if you see something, do that's a case right there as a black man. You're like, if I see some white woman getting raped, I'm leaving her alone. Because <laughs> I ain't blaming him. So I know, I know what you're thinking. You know, that's far in between, like people don't happen. I just did three stories of people being wrongly convicted, and you're telling me that, um, <laughs> that that we should we should ignore this, mm. right? Wow. So yeah, yeah. He the police planted it because again they can make up any story when they get there. So she does not have to testify. Is the problem? So even if he said he didn't do it, the police becomes the authority, and they're like, yes, you know, we saw, we came up on the scene. So we believe poli- we believe pol- lying police like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, again. That could be kind of our fault for believing them, but that's why you don't want an all-white jury because you're you're not going to need the woman to testify when the police who framed you said that we were shot at because the rape becomes secondary to you putting the policeman's life in danger. Right. Mm. So you can imagine yeah, how emotional that trial was. That he's like, I didn't even have a gun. I was at work. It's like, uh huh. <laughs> right. They believe him. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. So, um, San Francisco. Now, okay. Here, there's there's two more stories that I really want to do. So, but I'll, I'll go through this one. Um, Joe Biden um, picked Native American um, Debbie Highland to lead the Department of Interior in a historic char- um, choice because she's going to be in, tri- in charge of tribal lands. So, the Interior Department is where the Bureau of Indian Affairs sits under. So there's going to be the first time that a Native person sits under the government agency that regulates the reservations in the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Now, again, I don't know if she's going to get confirmed because that is Mitch McConnell in that piece. So yeah. that would be historic to have somebody Native there. Now, well, not unless uh, they get uh, when they join the Georgia election, man, which like I say is looking good. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's going to surprise everybody. Like, I know people are being cynical and stuff, and, and they're still trying to suppress the vote because it's what Republicans yeah. do. But I think they're yeah. going to overwhelm it again, twice. All right, now, a San Francisco school district was uh, renaming committee decided that Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, was not worthy of keeping his name on Abraham Lincoln High School because of the majority mm. of his policies to be detrimental to Native Americans. Now, if you have not, again, heard this in history class, um, Abe Lincoln, who is often held up as a hero for abolishing slavery, is just one of 44 historical figures to soon have their names scratched off the of schools in San Francisco's United, Unified School District. So George Washington, Herbert Hoover, Herbert Hoover, and also Senator Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> Her elementary school is they're taking her name off the school because she allowed the Confederate flag to fly outside of City Hall when she was mayor. They're cleaning house. Now, I know that people have issues on everything, but I'm just going to go through Abraham Lincoln since we have not done this history. So the, the reason that they're doing Lincoln is because under Lincoln's watch, indigenous people have much of their land taken away from them. So if you don't know... 1862, the Homestead Act, where citizens could claim ownership of 160 acres of land, and the Pacific Railroad Act gave railroad countries companies to 
permission to build transcontinental railways through land, um, and it led to a lot of land and resources taken away from the indigenous people, is what the committee said. And in 1864, the Lincoln administration oversaw deportation of the um, Navajo tribe from their lands, which is now Arizona. So they moved them out of Arizona, marched them 450 miles to, um, to New Mexico, and said, okay, now y'all good. That was all under Lincoln. So Lincoln was also behind the largest mass hanging in U.S. history where 38 Dakota men were hanged and condemned to death in Minnesota in 1862 for their part in the Dakota Wars. Now, again, white people like cost up wars where technically it was an uprising known as the Dakota War. It, lasts, it, it lasted six weeks, and after the trials, in English, which they didn't speak English, no defense attorneys, which uh, they had no defense attorneys, didn't speak English, each trial lasted from three to five minutes, and they convicted over a hundred and uh, or over three hundred Sioux people to death. That was all during Lincoln, and Lincoln didn't commute any of their sentences. Now, if you want to know why black people, now they said they didn't even consider the black stuff that Lincoln did. They considered the Native American stuff, and they didn't have to go any farther. <laughs> so that's why they took his name off of that school. So for black people, let me tell you this, because. When people keep saying, uh, and President Obama, how great Lincoln was. Lincoln said in 1858, he was against racial equity. He said, there is a physical difference between white and black races, which I believe will forever forbid the two races from living together on terms mm. of social and political equity. In, in wow. August of 1862, Lincoln told a group of black leaders during a White House visit that they were to blame for the Civil War. He told them, in quote, but for your presence amongst us, there will be no war. That's what he told them. I do remember, I do remember that first one, uh, that first uh, quote. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear about the second one, but I did read yeah. about what you, what you said before. I read about that. Oh. Well, I, I can give you one more. Lincoln told the journalist Horace um, Gringley, and this is in this book, The Now Valley Contributions of Civilization by... Um, Anthony Browder, Dr. Anthony Browder. But he said, if I could save the Union without freeing any slaves, I would do that. If I could save mm-hmm. it by freeing, um, without freeing any slaves, I would do that. If I could save it by freeing slaves, I would do that. I would, if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would do that. I would also do that. That's another Lincoln quote. But yeah, Frederick Douglass what you say? Yeah, that's you what remember that one? about Lincoln, man. Yeah, Lincoln. When I went to when I went to Howard for in the summer, this lady was like, "Don't believe everything about Lincoln." She said, "Lincoln wasn't for freeing the slaves. He had no choice. He had no choice right. in the matter." Right. I just I just watched the um um something on on Ulysses S. Grant, and um and you know of course Grant was doing the Civil War for Lincoln. He pretty much won that thing himself. I mean, not just himself, but you know what I mean. He was a great leader. And even mm-hmm. in that, they kind of crossed that bridge a little bit when they were only using black people to, like, dig trenches and help out with the union. And Grant, uh, like, as the, the um, Confederacy killed a lot of the union soldiers, one of the black people picked up a gun and started shooting. And Lincoln and Grant just kind of looked at him because the other troops took the gun away from the black man. And he said, you know what? We're all allies. 
And so even though Grant's wife had slaves or his family or something, Grant was pretty poor. But he actually understood that we needed to use black people in more um, in more um, fighting. So it wasn't because Lincoln thought that black people was cool people or that they weren't smart enough or didn't have the will to do anything. It was Grant that saw that black people were better fighters and all this other stuff that he kind of pushed it. But really quickly, Frederick Douglass said in 1876 that Lincoln was predominantly, and this is a quote, predominantly the white man's president. Um, Sorry, preeminently the white man's president, entirely devoted to the welfare of white men. He said he was ready and willing at any time during the first years of his administration to deny, postpone, and sacrifice the rights of humanity in the colored people to promote the welfare of the white people of this country. That is Frederick Douglass. Wow. Right? Wow. Who met Lincoln and who sat there, and again, if he said that to black leaders to his face, then who would you believe? Right, so we we don't cover these subjects enough, and it's like Lincoln freed the slaves. Lincoln did what he did necessary to stop mm-hmm. the That's what it was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you know, I I know that was a lot of history today, but I want to I also want to do this. Fair. You know, um, multi-millionaire televangelist Joel Osteen. While I'm talking about people who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his mega church took in 4.4 million dollars in bailout as a part of the federal government's COVID-19 relief program for small yep. business. Mm-hmm. That was three years after shutting down his church doors during that Harvey um, flood yep. for Harvey flood victims, mm-hmm. right? And so Joe Osteen, who's a friend of Trump, again, y'all can go to his church if y'all want to and listen to that fool, but. Uh, he used that money, and he said it was to play employees. As rich as those guys are, they took federal money away <laughs> from small businesses during COVID. Wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw ex- Yeah, this is people excuse. They like to be like, well, he was a smart businessman. It's like he was unethical as a religious leader to do that. So you either follow him as a religious leader or just call him a capitalist. But when you're really? both... There's something wrong with you. Yep. All right. So, okay, now, um, a Manhattan judge ordered the Trump organization to hand over documents revealing his um, Westchester estate. Um, There's a probe in whether his company inflated their tax value or their tax benefits, values for their tax benefits. So on Tuesday, Manhattan Supreme Court judge reversed a previous ruling um, that communicates with an engineer working on this Seven Springs estate were privileged. So they were trying to say, oh, you can't talk to that guy because it was privileged information. He said, no, it's not. So they're making him hand over documents. Trump is going to go to jail for many different things. It is just not the women. It is just not his tax evasion. They lied all over the place. So they, he just had another ruling against them. So along with all of these um, – Election rulings, I think he's over 60 by now that he lost, <laughs> but yeah. now he's at knees. Yeah. He, he's wow. at knees. And, and Jay, that's what Jay was talking about in the first segment. He talking about imposing martial, martial law, and I was like, it does not surprise me nothing that this cat does. He's scared of going to jail, man. He doesn't yeah. want to go to jail. 
Nope. Yeah, you can try that, but the problem is this is not this is not the um, the Confederacy. Like you don't you can't control other people. You can't control the military like that anymore. It's not they're not small militia groups. So you call um, you create martial law if you want to, but the people who actually follow command are going to suppress it. You need generals to actually to do that. And again, there's a law in here that says that. If you commit treason on the behalf of somebody who's committing treason, technically you have no country. So you can't just fade back into the woodwork and just say, I was commanded to do that, so I had to do it. If you know that that, that order is unlawful, now you are going to jail. Oh. Yeah, you can't, you can't just fade into the woodwork. I think that's what one of the things that Ulysses S. Grant did to Robert E. Lee is Robert Lee, well, first of all, when they took over um, – it wasn't Charleston. I can't remember what um, what campaign this was, but one of the one of the commanders on the Confederacy said, "We want to negotiate that they can keep their property." And Ulysses Grant said, "If your property means that you're keeping slaves, no, you will have an unconditional surrender." Yeah. So right? That's what they considered as property. That was the negotiating point. So anytime you have that. You're like, nope. You know what? They try to, you know, backdoor slavery still, and you have to kind of cut them off at the knees. It's like, no, you don't get to negotiate. So, oh, you know, there's um, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, who created the Million Man March and who's the head of the Nation of Islam, called the coronavirus vaccine a free shot of toxic waste in a speech for his followers not to take it. Now, I was amazed that this was a news story. This is not me pulling this from the Nation of Islam, by the way. This was actually a news story. So the minister, who's 87, was speaking virtually at this uh, National Black Leadership Summit on Saturday, um, said that we are so um, frightened over this coronavirus, now they're getting ready for, um, they're getting ready for this vaccine do you believe that Satan is concerned about vaccinating you? Do you trust him? After all, he has done to destroy you. How could you allow him to stick a needle into you saying that he's helping you? So those, um, those of you who are health professionals, they want to take you first. And you notice that they're offering money now. He said this devil is offering you $1,000 to $5,000 to take a shot. They're giving you free shots of toxic waste. So a lot of people don't know this, but they did start offering black people money to take the shot. If you did what? not know that, that is true. Um, but they're going to de- deliver it all. If they can get everybody in a mass invas- a vaccination, they're going to give it to you for free. But initially, they were, they were to test this thing. They were paying black people up to $1,500 just to take that shot. Hey. Yeah. Wow. So people who like to hate on him. Don't think that you can hate him all you want to in, for some of the stuff that he says, but don't. that does not mean that what he's saying is not true, because that is true. Now, um, a former elementary school teacher, Crystal Smith, 55, pled guilty to misdemeanor battery and was sentenced to a year of probation for kicking a five-year-old student last year. What? She, <laughs> there's a video out, a security video that shows her approaching the student student who was laying on the floor. He was holding on to the bookshelf or something, and the teacher kicked, kicked the girl in the back and then dragged her off of camera. Oh, wow, wow, wow. 
Yeah, I don't know why she thought that was okay. But uh, mm-hmm. apparently she felt like uh, she was railroaded. But the camera didn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, just to put that camera, don't tell a lie. Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. put that in context. The camera did not lie. Not in any of that, wow. not in any of that story. Now, um, there is chaos about board of U.S. Uh, United uh, a United flight. I know I did the story a story last week about this that United employees were complaining. Some of the flight attendants were saying that their policy was that if you're next to somebody who has COVID and you're not showing symptoms, they want you to still go to work at United. Well, here's <laughs> here's here's what happened. Here's what happened over the weekend. So a man tested positive for COVID-19 died on a United Airs flight on Monday, right? So United Flight 591 from Orlando to Florida bound for Los Angeles but ended up having to divert to New Orleans because the guy had difficulty breathing, and um, his wife was heard later saying he's been having COVID symptoms all week. And they what? said United is saying that the man lied in check-in when they asked him if he had any symptoms. Of course he lied. Right? Well, hell, you tell your people to, 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 to <laughs> Exactly. To that, that was my point. You tell hell. your people to lie. Of course he lied. Right. Now, um, it, this, this is kind of maddening because now um, Mitch McConnell wants them to um, – Give a waiver to corporate so that they can't get yeah, sued nah, nah. if they make those mistakes. That's what's holding up our the legislation right now. Yeah. He wants to waive yeah, them from exactly. negligence. Yeah. If you, Everybody if on that you, flight my, should probably be suing United. Yeah. If my if my if my employer puts me in a, in a precarious situation and I get the I get COVID, you, I can't sue you. Right. Wow, that's bull. That is yep. bull to everyone. But that's yep. Mitch McConnell. That's yeah, and that's that's exactly what he's trying to pull off. So uh, you know, I have to I have to say that uh, we need to be smarter than that. Now, Twitter yeah. has Twitter has fined um, six hundred thousand been fined six hundred thousand dollars by Ireland's data regulators for a bug that made private tweets go public. So it's in the that, that's the first sanction against twi- Twitter, uh, any Silicon Valley company. Um, for the EU data privacy rules. So, well, again, if this was Mitch McConnell, he would not care. And he'd be like, well, yeah. it happens in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, a Kentucky gentlemen, man, 53. To, huh? Gentlemen, I have to, to say something real quick. I didn't realize this, but uh, we have a lady amongst us. Oh, hey, good. Thank you. How you doing, Hey, hey. Have- Hey, yo, how you doing? Well, thanks, Mr. Elias, for blowing yeah, my. You know, I'm I was trying to do a whole thing. You just blew it. Thanks, Mr. Elias. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, my bad. No Go ahead. Problem. Go ahead, Jay. No problem. Go let you. No, it's too late now. She's here. I mean, I was trying to do all this thing, and you two Negroes. Go ahead. There she is. How you doing, Kathleen? <laughs> <laughs> Choker just blew it. Just blew it. They weren't even surprised. Oh, we know who it is. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Jerome. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jerome. Hey, Jerome. No, she isn't. Okay, again, I know I can't remember who said this about you know our um, our segment. Feel like they're eavesdropping into our personal conversations, but I love 
<laughs> one of the things yeah, that I love about black that. Yeah, the one thing I love about black folk is that spontaneous reaction that Jay just had about you two Negroes. <laughs> like, we do that. <laughs> just jump right on it. me up, but I know there's love in that. It's like, oh, Lord, these two. <laughs> so, shout out to whoever said that. Okay, and by the way, Jay, um, since you told me that, I'm going to have to start my... Um, my um, stories that I can't do around women, I'm going to have to start doing those a little earlier. Hey, Kathleen. Because <laughs> last week, last week, all of the stories that I had that I normally won't do while women are around, I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do those. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But, oh. but I know Kathleen. Kathleen will just ignore us like she normally does. <laughs> I can I can tell. <laughs> Like, like for example, I wouldn't do this story. I'm going to do it anyway. Don't comment on this. Uh, but here it is. A New Zealand sex worker, she was a prostitute, she won a six-figure payout as a settlement after being filing sexual harassment complaints against her business owner. Now, the Prostitution Reform Act in New Zealand decriminalizes prostitution in 2003 and created a framework to safeguard human rights for sex workers to pr- promote their welfare. Welfare. Now, it allows brothels to operate as legitimate businesses and grant sex workers full employment rights so they can sue for harassment. See, we would have a thousand jokes right now. Like, a thousand. Okay. <laughs> I wonder but, how do you sue for sexual harassment uh, and you're a prostitute. They, how do you do that? No. Nope, nope. Elias, I'm not with you. Kathleen's here. I, I, I would engage you on this. But, uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I just, you got to ask the question, how do you sue for that? Yeah, Jay, you can answer. Very simple. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what you mean, You're going to have to view me. It's not complicated at all. It's not complicated okay. at all. It's the same way you can, and pardon me for bringing seriousness to what sounds no, like. No, no, but it is serious because it's law. It is law. It's very, it's very important because just like when, you know, they try to tell women that you cannot say that you're a husband racist. You know, and that, of course, we know that that is not, that's not the case. So a man just can't decide, well, this is your profession, so that means I can take it whenever I want. You wouldn't walk into a store and just steal whatever you wanted just because the store was open. So you can't say that, you know, hey, well, she sells her body, so if I feel like I want to grope it, grab it, snatch it, attack it, whatever, I am not liable for that. That's it. Like I mean, it's very simple. It's just yeah. it's, it's very simple. It's not complicated at all. But what yeah, when she said all that, when she said all that, I thought she was gonna say, "Oh no, do me, baby." I thought she was gonna do the beating. No, no, sir. See, because she was being serious, and I am telling you, that's why I don't do these news stories because we're gonna go someplace okay. else. <laughs> okay, fine, I'm out of it. My only question, how do, how do you prove that, though? You know, isn't it her word against his? Yeah. Well, that. listen, the thing is, with, with any, in any rape case, it always, it, you know, it becomes more difficult because they do say it's her word against his. But if we looked at rape, like we looked at every other crime, and we mm-hmm. respected women the way we respected every other victim of anything, it would not mm-hmm. be as complicated as it as it is made to appear in the public okay. eye. It's because right. women are treated differently. 
and and usually what we found in the past uh, it's changing now but what we found in the past is that the majority the majority of the judges were men the attorneys were men and the jury pool was made up of men or women who wanted to be you know who didn't feel like they could uh genuinely speak freely or they thought that the men were right so it's a it, it is a problem and that's why you know for the law and order fans law and order svu you know we see it a lot on television and television in this in that particular instance does reflect what happens in real life quite a bit to women who are who claim uh who uh, who say they were raped by a particular perpetrator and if we didn't want to look to tv we can look to real life we look to what we just saw as far as the um the confirmation hearing for the supreme for the latest supreme court justice and what the women went through with testifying to that we can look no further than anita hill and what she that she testified with regards to clarence thomas and now interestingly enough all these years later, people are saying, you know what, I believed Anita, Anita Hill back then. All these years later, now they're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but, and two, you know, I know a lot of people make jokes about the Me Too movement and how it's uh, problematic for men and all of that. But when you look at the Me Too movement and you see now that women are now saying, Okay, well, you know what? This guy did sexually harass me so many years ago, and nothing was done about it. And I did go to HR, and I did go to his boss. But it was going to be the difference between me making it in my career or being kicked out of my career, right? So we, we see it all the time. But we've turned a, it's a, turned a blind eye to this because it was not favorable to men. And I'm just going to put it out there. That's what it was. And, and men often were the perpetrators. I'm not saying always, but most of the time, men were the perpetrators. And if men are running at everything and they're the perpetrators, then there's going to be issues with um, uh, prosecution, if you will. Okay. Well, makes sense. Okay, now I want to say this to Jay. Jay, the only reason I stopped you is because it was going to set me off. I have triggers. <laughs> you said the BBD song. I, I figured you was gonna set me off. I was like, Jay, no. <laughs> so nothing to stop you from talking, Jay. You can go and say what you want to. I just uh, say I'm, it. Look, my name is Les. I'm out this mess. No, no, you can't get, you can't get out of that. <laughs> All right. Since I've already since I've already gone downhill, I might as well do another story. Now, a judge uh, deals a blow to Galvin Newsom's lockdown order. Um, because you know he locked down all businesses in uh, in California, but mm-hmm. the landmark order was is a strip club ruling that would allow every restaurant in San Diego to reor to reopen. So San Diego's Superior Court judge issued a preliminary injunction on Tuesday, finding that popular strip clubs. I don't know if this. Well, I'm not advertising for them, but it was Pacers and Cheetahs can reopen as well as the restaurants. I don't know why strip clubs matter, but I think they're the ones that sued because they serve food while doing other stuff that's not their primary business. So a judge ruled that they can order. They can, as long as they can safely distance, that they can reorder. I don't know. Okay, that means, 
All right. Hey, wow. I, hey, I didn't rule on this, Elias. I'm just saying, what's up, ruling wow. that? Yeah, I didn't get it. But anyway, I, I figured why, while I was burying myself going downhill, I might as well just do that story as well. Now, um, <laughs> now, there was a workers' riot in India in their iPhone factory. Now, again, I don't know what the iPhone 92 was going to cost, but technically, apparently, they are not paying their workers in India. So, after going four months without pay and being asked to work for shifts, so they can need to probably help out with the um, the Christmas season, um, they flipped over cars, set on fire, uh, <laughs> and set them on fire, wow. and broke windows, and they had riots. So they have closed caption cameras that were torn down during the riots on Saturday in India's iPhone factory. Don't you pay like $900 for a dog on iPhone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, it's, no, it's more than that. Like a $1,000 a watt. Man, over a 1000 depending on what kind Dang. you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't pay those people anything, man. We we had folks that worked there, man. It was it's embarrassing to tell you what, what we paid our Indian workers. It's, it's it was embarrassing. It's like wow, <laughs> oh, man. It Wait was, a minute, Jay, did you speak? Because like, we go by, well, about the boycott. It wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me personally. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, we had to make offers. To, I had a team over there. We had to make 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 you know offers to them, and I'm like, you know, this what this? I'm like, oh yeah. no, what? We're talking about people who have degrees and stuff. It's, it's bad. It's yeah, wow. yeah. And and, know, the, and the worst part—not the worst part of that—but the the thing is, is that we, as a country, will pay, you know, fifteen hundred dollars for something that costs about two dollars to make. Like <laughs> that's what the problem is. Yeah. Like okay, don't worry about it. They ain't paying them nothing. Yep. That's what Nike is. That's what Nike does. They don't yeah, pay Nike. people over there, man. Yeah, but yeah, but gas is like ten cents a gallon or something over there. Right, because they don't pay them. That was the point. Like I, I remember, you know, people in the military would be like, "Hey, whatever country they were in, Germany or whatever," they would say, "Hey, I can get some cheap Nikes for about ten bucks." <laughs> like it's like really, and like uh, yeah, they cost nothing over here. So yeah, <laughs> that that economy is a little bit different in those areas than it is. Um, for the people who have the money, if you have money, they charge you more. I think it's the more of capitalism. Whatever you can get is free game. Now, that um, Jesleen Maxwell woman uh, from the Jeffrey Epstein situation, she said that she's being tortured, like, and um, or a pack of lies. They're they're saying that she's putting out a pack of lies just to get her. Bail. So they're trying to get a thirty million dollar bail just so that she can get out for Christmas. Is what her friend wow. is. Saying. Yeah, she's been in solitary 168 days, and they said that she lost 24 pounds and her hair is falling out. I'm sorry to say that's kind of what jail does to you. <laughs> if I'm in jail, yeah. I'm gonna probably be stressed anyway. So I'm not saying that she has undue stress, but I'm saying I guess she expected to be nicer. They put her in real jail, apparently. Good. And then they have to separate yeah. her because she's so rich. Yeah. Yeah. So, she that rich that she needs that account of money. Man. She needs what? Yeah. She's not that rich if she needs account of money to get out of jail. Yeah. You know, and she she got it. They just won't post bail, right? So she bought. She has the money, and 
in the story, they talk about how much her her husband gave her. I guess she's married now and some other people. But they here's here's what's going on. If people can give you $30 million to get you bail because you have secrets on rich people, you probably should stay in jail. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. not. I think I'd be safer there because uh, she, she's got some information on some people, and they don't want her to cut a deal. So I don't know if she's safer in jail or out of jail, but she is not in a good position. Mm. But I guess apparently she kept her mouth shut this long, so yeah, we can't really say that she won't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, half of U.S. U.S. states mentioned racial equity in their plans for their vaccine rollout as they focus on blacks and Hispanic priorities. So in California, Governor Gavin Newsom said that the experts are making sure that black and brown communities disproportionately are benefited. And Dr. Robert Redfield uh, from the Center of um, Center for Disease Control and Prevention also recommended that multi-generational families living in the same household are among vaccinated priorities, including Hispanic, Black, and tribal tribal families. However, more than one-third of Black Americans remain hesitant to get the vaccine, and first um, and the first two Americans to receive it. I got, I, you know, we talked about this live on TV were black caregivers. So, again, I don't get it. I'm just doing the news. Um, they're marketing to us, so say what you want to say. And the yeah. FDA is also investigating the allergic reactions to the COVID vaccine in multiple states as one Chicago hospital pauses this program after four workers suffered ill effects and the CDC issued new guidelines for those with allergies. So, again, this is my public service announcement as we as we go. All right, so I, I guess we'll I guess we'll end on that. I just wanted to make sure we did a public service announcement because I know you guys talked about that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, Jerome, thank you, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, okay. have a wonderful think, work week. Uh, yes, yes. Look, I just uh, want to say. Sorry. I just want to say it, to for Kathleen's influence made me a better person today because I did have some more stories that could not have gone well. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome very much. Hey, thanks for being my rock and my <laughs> my. <God. laughs> hey, you don't have to hold back for my sake. You don't have to hold no, back I, for my sake. It's not for it. Holding back is just that yeah, I'm respectful. They said yes, he does. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, come on, come on, come on now. Come on, Passer. Come on, Passer. Yeah, he does. Hey, hey, don't. No, they would just opt out of it. Like, I'm out. Shut up. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I will, I will, what a I will great, what a great show. <laughs> I will save the story for later. It's about a French-Belgium um, sex party raid, but I will save that for the next show. <laughs> no, oh boy! Okay, <laughs> hey, hey, look, thank goodness though. we are officially off the air. All right, so uh, you guys have a good week, and uh, <laughs> have a good week, and uh, we will hey, see you back here, God willing, on Sunday. Oh hey, God, you. happy Merry Christmas to you as well. We'll see you there. Yeah. Merry Christmas, all. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. No, it's going right. to say, yeah, we'll come, we'll come back next week. It will be after Christmas. And then, you know, 
close to our New Year's well, to the New Year show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One more show for the for the end of 2020. Hey. Yeah, there it is. Beautiful thing. Oh wow. All right. I'm all right. I'm done with y'all. All right. Y'all guys have a good one. We'll see all right. you guys later. Man. Take care. All right. God bless you all. See you next week. Bye bye.